Leave Josh alone, Drake Bell. Leave him alone. Just leave him alone. We're just going to make that. What was his name? Chris Watson. Chris Crocker. So wait, who am I talking with? Oh my God, what are we doing here? Hi. (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Fuck. Hey, welcome to Horror Nah. As usual, I'm Topher, and my wonderful friend Charlotte is here with me. Hey, babe. We're screaming in mics. It's fun. We're very loud people together. Mm. You should hear our D&D sessions. It's such it's. a nice time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boozy time. It's uh, it's it's all the times. It's a, it's, there are many times to be had at one time. Culminated together. Oof. So, we're here to talk today. Do the regular thing. You know what the show is. We're going to sit down, talk about a movie that is not technically considered horror, but maybe we should open up our tent a little bit and be like, hey, come on in here. Or maybe we're going to be like, nah, fuck you. Bounce. You're not 21. You can't get in here. <laughs> and that actually is really great for the movie we're talking about today because we are talking about Hard Candy, yeah. the 2005 pedophile thriller. It's actually like, I either see it categorized as a thriller, which I do consider horror, or a mystery slash crime film. And I'm like... That's not the case at all. Wow, I I can just go ahead and rule that one out right now. What's the mystery? Did he actually rape the children? No, I'm pretty sure that's telegraphed from the beginning because he's chatting. The first scene is him talking to a 14-year-old Ellen Page. It's Patrick Wilson's creepy-looking ass. Hot, but creepy-looking ass. He is so sexy. And so creepy. Like Every single time I'm looking at him, I'm like, were you in Nexium? Were you in that cult? Do you know Allison Mack? Literally. Like, that ass. It freaks me out. How's Ranieri? (laughs) <laughs> e. um i honestly forgot that so i so of course my i'm like obsessed with patrick wilson i think he can do pretty much no wrong and same with like ellen page as far as like i mean as, craft as far goes. as his bank account he's never done anything wrong well you know there's that but <laughs> i can't i won't um, name names on who i'm talking shade about but we can all guess work um but yeah i the first time I ever saw him in like a major motion picture was The Phantom of the Opera oh. as uh, the Vicomte de Chauny. I probably said totally <laughs> butchered the, that. No, it's that's, that's good enough. That's good um, enough. It's French fine. is more about effort than it is about precision. Yeah, I mean, I'm relearning French right now, and that's oh, like so half fun. half the lessons are like. Oh wait. Uh, 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 I I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Omobi. I don't know what you're saying. Dis-moi. No, Dis-moi. Dis-moi. I don't want to. No, no, no. We're good. That we can't. I'm sorry. Um, you, you gotta cut all that. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so we're doing. Uh, yeah, we're doing hard candy. I guess let's just pop off. What's your history with this movie? So I first. Like, I heard about it in high school, because it came out in yeah. 2005. I was 14. Yeah, you and um, I are, like, a week apart. We were both Aquariuses. It's something I don't know or give a shit about, but it's a it's I a power. It's important. an Aquarius, and I love that Dover is an Aquarius. So. I like the song Age of Aquarius. I titled one of our episodes after it. <laughs> <laughs> Let the right one in was, because it's a say it worked. Mm-hmm. I was, like, dying trying to figure out the joke, and I was like, oh, I what's noticed. a joke? Okay, thank you. Oh, I noticed. Thank you. You're the only one other than Nicole who did <laughs> No one pays attention to the joke names of the episodes, and I'm just like, you bitches. I work so hard on these. The puns. The puns are I hate puns, but it it works. Really? You hate puns? There you go. I mean, I have, have like, a threshold for them. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell when I'm, like, at a had a point with the puns. I'm I'm over it. Yeah, so I heard about it in high school, and 
I don't really know why I would have necessarily heard about it. I'm sure it was because of, like, the controversy of, like, the subject matter. Yeah, it was It was definitely, like, it made the rounds on the controversy circuit. Yeah, and but I had heard that it, like, did really well at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so finally ended up watching, I think, in 2009 or 2010, right. like, my freshman year of college. Also because, like... No one under the age of 18 should really watch this movie. To be be quite honest, like, it's so... It can be incredibly triggering. Right. Especially in the era that, like, you and I grew up where, like, you had those, like, really cringy screen names. And you had... I mean, these are, like, not... Like, like the cringe, but they're also so inappropriate. But whatever. Yeah, and then, you know, and we didn't know a ton about the internet, right? Like, Well, and like, we'd grown up around it, but you and I were just old enough that, like, we didn't have it until later. Like, I didn't get it until I, I – we didn't have internet in my house until I was probably 11. And so, like, we weren't very online, but once we got the internet, it was like, oh, let me do this thing. But you couldn't get on all the time. There was dial-up. There was, like, everything was slow. You couldn't like, – Get off yeah. the landline so yeah. I can download this thing from Napster. Like, the whole Mom's gig. like, I got to call grandma. I was like, grandma lives on the block. <laughs> go <laughs> just see go her. walk to see her. <laughs> the UPS <laughs> guys like here are your 30 free hours of AOL and I was like I don't know what that is I'm yeah, a, I'm a tiny no child like it, yeah. I have no idea <clears throat> so yeah so then I, I finally watched it and I it just I just got this like visceral reaction and I haven't watched it since yeah up until last night yeah <laughs> um, so it's been like almost 10 years but it has always stuck with me because not only is the story sort of like deep in like my soul now, but also the movie itself is shot beautifully it's a very in a really movie, yeah. cool way. We'll talk about some of that. Yeah, yeah. So that's always like, and that's like why I love like indie movies, right? Like yeah. it was it was filmed like in less than three weeks, mm-hmm. back to back to back to back, and it's two people in the end for the most yeah. part, except for a nice Sandra little, O makes a quick, a, I was quick say, cameo. nice little cameo <laughs> from Sandy. Um, but other than that, yeah, and and the acting is just pff, solid. So impressive. Yeah. Like, so impressive. Um, One of the opposite of bogus is, it's that. Yeah, so that's that's my whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I, I watched it a little bit before you. So this would have been early high school for me, mm-hmm. or middle, middle high school, because it was, it came out at the 2005 Sundance, but it didn't actually, like, get a release until 2006. 2006 yeah. yeah, in, like, April or something like that, like, right before the, right before the blockbuster season. Because it was getting so um, many accolades. Yeah. So I I've always been a film film nerd, uh, and, and like to varying degrees of bearability. Mm-hmm. Sure, <laughs> I yeah. still think I'm a fairly unbearable film nerd, but like I'm not. It's okay. <laughs> I've gone from like a Tarantino asshole to like let me just talk excitedly about this thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Where like I at one point I was all about like oh I've got to curate my films. I want to see all these films. And I use the word film a lot. Well, and that's and the part cinema. of like growing Ugh. up, right? Like yeah, you yeah. I feel like everybody goes to like the one. I was so obno- I was such an obnoxious theater, and you go from like one spectrum, then now you're tolerable. So. Yeah, yeah. You try to figure out how to make yourself more and more tolerable, and then you die. Right when people start finally starting to like you, you kick the bucket. You know. So <laughs> that really sucks. Thank you so much for putting it into perspective. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Uh, so like I, I always grew up loving movies and like it was all I did. Like my whole family is like this. We all fucking love movies. And at this point, uh, my mom and I were like going to see a bunch of like we would always go like, oh hey, it's five dollar Tuesday, let's go see. or I guess the movies actually cost five dollars then. But like, you know, we'd be like we'd go to the dollar theater that had recent releases that had just left theaters and we'd do that, or we'd go mm-hmm. and like get a bunch of stuff from Blockbuster, yes. 
Uh, yeah. And so like mom and I would do that. And then I had other friends. I had like one other friend in high school who was super, super. In, uh, no, scratch that. I had two who were super into movies. Mm-hmm. One refused to see this movie. He's just okay. like, fuck it, don't want to, don't need to see this. Just watch Requiem for a Dream. I'm good on whatever happens. In this. <laughs> you can't watch both of those back to back. We were just discussing this. I earlier. did. <laughs> I no. Them in the same week. <laughs> on a little, little DVD. Baby on a portable DVD player. Oh, no, no, on my mom's great. work laptop because it had a disc drive in my room with like headphones on. Jeez. And my brother was asleep across from me. No. Who's like a little bad? He was like a little preteen at this time. And I'm sitting there just like watching Requiem for a Dream, the director's cut too, the one that ends in the oh, famous note. Yeah. And then this, like the next week, because an- another friend had told me, like, oh no, you gotta watch this, you gotta watch this. And he had the screener. Mm-hmm. I think one of his parents was like involved in, in SAG or something. Yeah. And so he had a screener and he gave it to me. And so I watched it and was like, why? Boyd. Why? <laughs> his name was Boyd. Oh, great. <laughs> what a great name, right? This was one of those movies that, like, maybe go that that week in my life is kind of just like, I'm gonna take a beat. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch West Side Story like 20 times, and then Five Goes West 20 times, and then I'll see if I want to watch another movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, West Side Story musically is like very calming. So. Yeah, and then. I've seen it one more time. I think I watched it again, like towards the end of college. It was around like 2012 is when I saw it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, some friends hadn't seen it. They're like, "Oh, I really want to see this movie." He's like, "Eh, you kind of do." Yeah. Same. And so uh, we did watch it, and it was still as uh, whew, as the first time. Yeah. And just watched, like I told you, I watched a bunch of clips last night. And was reading through the plot analysis. It's like, oh, I haven't forgotten a single beat of this movie. Nope. Like, it's just not something that you. It's. It's well done. I'll say this up top. Like, it's super fucking well done because it sticks with you. Yeah. And it just doesn't... It just leaves an imprint and you don't forget a single thing about it. Because the plot, like I said, is fairly light. There's not that many turns. It's all just, like, bottle... It's like bottle scenes. Yeah. Every single thing is just... It's Like we call it, pas de deux. Like, mm-hmm. it's one-on-one the entire time with, the, again, the brief interruption from Sandra Oh. And blessed brief inter- blessed. interruption. Thank you, Sandra. Yes. Um, but Needed it, her for that moment. Exactly. <laughs> 1,000%. I really she, needed some Sandra Oh in that moment. <laughs> I also love how it's like... Patrick Wilson, Ellen Page, Sandra Oh, and then like two other people are technically credited in this movie. But they're vocal only, right? We don't actually see their faces. No, no, they they're not. They don't say anything. They're, they're you That's see them. Right. Yes, it's like the clerk at the cafe, and like right. he doesn't say a word. Yeah, and you know the girl who is photographed as Donna, mm-hmm. and the girl who's Janelle. Who oh okay, she speaks a little bit, but yeah, yeah it's does, just yeah. like a cast of like six people, and it's, yeah, there's fewer people in this movie than clerks. Wow. <laughs> Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, this was, as you said, you, I think you already mentioned the name, but I'll say it again. Uh, this is directed by David Slade. Like we said, it came out Sundance in 2005. Lionsgate was the big distributor that got attached to it, which is how it ended up getting the wide release. But yeah, Lionsgate's actually like really good about that. They don't... I don't love a lot of the movies that they distribute, but I respect the fact that they're doing it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, because what they do is pick up a movie that's not going to get a wide release... Because of its subject matter, they pick up things with tricky subject matter. Like I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they did, they're the who picked up Hostel. Like mm-hmm. they've done, they've just done a lot. Like they, they have a really wide book, but their book is one that's focused on. I, I'm not going to call it freedom of speech mm-hmm. necessarily, but definitely like, hey, we respect the fact that you're making challenging movies. Let's get that out there. We'll throw the money into the distribute this because one, we're pretty sure it's going to make it back, and two. We believe in the idea of distributing controversial 
yet challenging opinions. Yeah. And I, I like respect them as well mm-hmm. for that because there's a too far version that happens in 2019 these days with people who do that shit. But like, yeah. it's not like they're platforming Nazis is what I'm getting at. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Looking at you, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. YouTube. And it was on Netflix recently. Yeah, it up was. Until, yeah. Cause I, when I was trying to find it to rewatch, mm-hmm. cause I don't own a physical copy cause who owns actual DVDs anymore. <laughs> but, um, I went on Netflix Nerds. today. I remember seeing it on Things you may enjoy because I watch way too many true crime documentaries right. on Netflix. They're like anything that has to do with this, you will enjoy. I was like, well, <laughs> what does that say about me? You um, watched Mommy Dead and Dearest. <laughs> oh, I've watched that so many times. So many times. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it is so good. My mom, uh, like a year ago when I was home, I kept locking her back door. They're my parents' back door, and she right. told me I was too paranoid. And I was like, no, I'm, you're not paranoid enough. Yeah. You have to lock your doors. <laughs> there are people out there in the, the world. happened two hours from here. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> Please. We, we came to a good we came to a good compromise so I, I think it's okay now but um Ellen Page isn't coming your back door <laughs> god can you imagine and her like I'm like Ellen I thought you were significantly older now but it's like 14 like 17 year old <laughs> well she was 17 when she filmed this but like yeah she was you yeah. know 17 year old her like with her red hood like being like hello like yeah no thank you ma'am we're good <laughs> bye bye um, love you and Juno fuck off <laughs> Loved you in X-Men. Yes. Bring Kitty back. Oh, God. Kitty Pride. Yes. Yeah. So David Slade directed this. uh, You were saying directed one of your favorite episodes of Black Mirror. Yeah. Well, so it's not one of my, as we were discussing, it's not one of my favorite episodes because of the writing, because there is hardly any writing. And it's, yeah. And it's Metalhead, to be clear. It's the episode Metalhead. Metalhead. Yeah. So it's unfortunately like also not super creative, but I think sent like, like filming wise, lighting wise, all that jazz Mm -hmm. is very impressive also he filmed the twilight saga eclipse i just like to point that out very nice time um and yeah he also did he's done american gods with it seems like so that we can talk about the cinematographer too yeah because it seems like they work on projects a lot together yeah joe willems and and the director david slade seem to yeah do a lot of things together um because, yeah, they did 30 Days of Night together. They did Hard Candy together. They did some episodes of... I think they did the, the American Gods episodes together, yeah. too. Um, which are some of my favorite ones. Like, yeah, you uh, were saying. Uh, Valley, Valley of Bones or Garden of Bones, one of those. And then Head Full of Snow, mm-hmm. which are gorgeous and mm-hmm. really well done and shot yeah. and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> and they both have done like a ton of like music videos before, which I yes. was saying off mic like, also lends to the great parts about this movie that I love where there's these like moving panning shots right yeah. and like in a very unique way right and Metalhead um, has that too it's a little jumpier than that but it does sure. have some really good pans and some good follows it's just it's like gorgeously shot and then classic Britney drama song every time <sighs> every time I don't actually know the lyrics right now I'm not caffeinated enough no, sorry, <laughs> I, um, I would totally sing that whole song if I could remember the lyrics and yes. didn't feel like pulling them up let's do it <laughs> Brian Nelson wrote this as we said Ellen Page Patrick Wilson and Sandra Oh in it music which was really like 
the music I don't remember that much. There are only nine minutes of music in the entire movie. That includes, I believe it includes opening credits and end credits. Okay. So most of the audio is like heavy breathing, feedback, like yeah, that sort of stuff. That's what I to thought. To heighten, I think, yeah. the viewers. And also to sort of get in the brain of whoever uh, is being mm-hmm. focused on. Most of the time it's when Ellen Page has... Uh, like knocked Patrick Wilson over the head because she does that a lot. She and does several times. She's got so many concussions. We by the do end of this love movie. a little ba- baby badass, so yes. <laughs> we're here for it. Um, was this is this the movie where she talked shit about Goldfrap or was that? Yes, it okay. is. I could not remember because they came out around the same time. Like I saw them within the same year. Yeah, and I was like, I had a bunch of friends who loved Goldfrap. Oh. Because that was the thing at the time. Yeah. And it was 2006 and seven, and everybody was like, I like indie music. I'm like, you like shitty indie music. I was so into ska. It's like dumb. Oh, wow. I know. It's okay, baby. I still <laughs> love you. God. It's... Now you only listen to Kim Petras. <laughs> oh, we love Kim Petras. No, that's not true. I have also... Sorry, you also listen to Kim Petras remixes. That's right. Thank you. I, I should, and I Lizzo. Yeah, and Lizzo. Lizzo. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That was what my Spotify playlist said. It was like Kim Petras, Lizzo. That's all you got. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't far off. I was all sad girl indie music and hip hop. I was I like, know. gay boy. <laughs> I, think, I, gonna, I think I like messaged you and I was like, that is not surprising. Yeah. At all. Broadway soundtracks. <laughs> Wu Tang Clan. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I've got a little like indie like and pox Mitski. That's it. Oh, <laughs> I have like a little bit of like indie like rock pop or like indie rock in there too. What like Imagine Dragons? Um, no, I. Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> Five Seconds of Summer. Give me more credit. How dare you? Um, Harry Styles, Liam Payne. Oh uh, Sean Mendes's no. stuff. I don't know who. I don't know what indie alternative rock pop is. Is that Boney Vare? It's like Fleet Foxes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're like in the same, you're in like the general realm. I'm in the neighborhood, realm. got it. Yeah, Hosier. but like, I, yes, that too. But I mean, I've been listening to like one of my friend's bands finally put stuff on audio and no, I've just been listening it, to it, it nonstop it, it, because it. I can't stop. What's up? And I've also been listening to Cute is What We Aim For a lot this week. And I don't know what's Why? wrong with me. It's I don't know. 2003. Hey, 2008. <laughs> One. Okay. Two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, two. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I don't know, man. Nostalgia is real. Just leave me alone. Yeah, well, none of those bands that we listed will turn out to be as shitty as Goldfrap, except <laughs> for Imagine Dragons. Well, that's a, that's a hot take for some people. Yeah. We'll see. This is the show of hot takes. Hey. hey. It should be hot takes. Hot takes doing hot takes. That's what the podcast should really be called. <laughs> That's a very different podcast. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's a vlog, and I'm pretty sure it's only allowed on Pornhub. <laughs> only fans. I've already developed it. Don't worry. It's got this. <laughs> only fans. Actually, we already have the Sorry. first six episodes up. Um, if you just don't mind uh, subscribing to our OnlyFans Only accounts, fans really forward slash hot babes on hot takes <laughs> forward slash user forward slash dot com. <laughs> forward slash forward slash this is a joke forward slash slash porn slash yeah. Uh, don't put us together. You're never allowed on the podcast again. I'm not allowed on the podcast again. Nicole has to do the whole thing now. Oh, no. Well, yeah. her docile tones will. And less stress for me. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're just going to do a quick uh, beat of the plot. It, like I said earlier, it's not a plot-heavy movie. 
Um, it is all just like a series of bottle scenes. So uh, what I'm going to do, I think, is that we're going to just hit the plot really fast just to give you a quick idea of what we're, give you a frame for what you're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do the usual widen out. Let's talk about horror in broadly. What's horror for Charlotte? What's horror for Toph? Uh, and then we'll get into Hard Candy as a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing like a full plot analysis, what we're going to do is sort of like develop the plot points through conversation mm-hmm. uh, and do it that way. And cool, let's launch in. So yeah. basically, we, like we said, we open on a 14-year-old Ellen Page and a 32-year-old Patrick Wilson. Mm-hmm. Which, that, they were both roughly that age. Yeah, like they were they, within a couple years of that, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so they're talking, they're chatting online, they decide to meet up. And their screen names are Lensman319, which is oh, an yeah, Iowa City... So 319 is an Iowa City area code. So for a hot minute, I thought that it was going to be taking place in Iowa City. Where's Iowa City? Iowa? Oh, I don't know. Kansas City's in fucking uh, Missouri. Missouri. So <laughs> I mean, okay, fair, fair question. Fair question. <laughs> like, like, Iowa? It's in North Dakota for all I fucking know. <laughs> Actually, Iowa City is uh, based in Maine. Um, yeah. 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 Sure, um, sure, sure. And then it's Thong Girl with three oh, Gs. Oh, God. Yes, it is. It sure is. Which yep, immediately yep, yep. just reminds me of all the cringy screen names that I used to have and my friends used to have. And I'll put myself on blast, if you will. Oh, no. Okay, fine. Love rockin' skating. <laughs> Your turn. God, Deal's a fucking deal, bird. I can't get over it. <laughs> Love rockin' skating. Oh. It was only for like three weeks, and I realized how terrible it was when oh, I was like my 13. Sweet baby angel. I was 13, and I wanted a faux hawk. What do you fucking want from me? Uh. <laughs> That is so, like, honestly, like, so sweet. I love that, though. <laughs> it's cringy, but it's so sweet. Um, mine was CBQT, so, like, a capital QT, yep. Pi 27. Pi? Like, CBQT Pi Oh, my God. Because you were 27 years old at the time. <laughs> this was two Fun years fact, ago. <laughs> I'm ageless. <laughs> um, no, and I think, actually, my mom helped me come up with, like, a cute little like screen name. Oh god, that's because even cringier, but still adorable. No, I love my. It's mom. adorable. No, it's She's adorable. She's the best. But like, I look back now and I'm like, oh, 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 no, oh, <laughs> stop, get away, oh, that, get, stop away that, get away, stop get away, get nope. away. Um, Can the past just die? Can we all just be like Kylo Ren and let the fucking past die? <laughs> Can we just like erase everything pre eighteen years old? And yeah. Just like just all of my online presence, like you know, that would be a good thing. And actually, that goes back into the plot of this movie. Literally, though. yeah. So, yeah, Mr. Photographer Boy, <laughs> the, uh, Jeff, his, yeah, his name <laughs> Jeff, is Jeff yeah. uh, Jeff Culver, and then yeah. it's uh, Haley Stark is right. Ellen Page's character. Which is and, really funny, because that's a comic book reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, yeah, and they're talking online, and it's immediately incredibly graphic. Yeah, and incredibly it gets graphic. sexual innuendo and all these things, mm-hmm. and it's just like... Oh no! But like, you think that it's fun to like as a fourteen-year-old, you think it would be fun to be desired by like a full-grown man. But yes. like, in actuality, it's not. It's called being like a victim of pedophilia. So. Yes. Um, um, yeah. So she yeah. goes. They end up going over to his place. She makes some screwdrivers because it's the only drink a fourteen-year-old knows is vodka, orange juice. Dad drinks these till he passes out. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I mean, I will say that, like, before they go to his house, briefly, they meet at a cafe, and yes. he, like, 
she has chocolate on her lip and he like licks it like oh, takes yeah. his thumb uh, and like uh. rubs it off of her lip and then licks his thumb which is just yeah. so uh. like uh, and i'm sorry but like real side note for a second why the hell isn't the barista doing anything? Like, why doesn't the barista see that this is like a grooming situation? Why doesn't the barista like say anything? Why doesn't he say, hey man, you are a, yes, your face is everything. You are a 30 something person and this is a young woman, like seriously pubescent child. Don't touch her. I'm calling the cops. Um, yes. All of I that. I hate it. It makes me so uncomfortable. It's miserable. It makes me so sad. Um, yeah, so, so they, that's how we start the movie, yeah. is with the most uncomfortable situations you think you're going to be in this movie, and then it just keeps going. Um, so yeah, they go to his house, she drugs him, mm-hmm. the screwdriver, mm-hmm. after he's, he's like, oh, can you take photographs of me? Yeah, and he talks about like how he's, yes, and she's like, oh, you should take a photograph of me, and she, he talks about this girl, Janelle, who he was like madly in love right. with, and he how he would never quote-unquote touch Haley until she's 18, which is like such bullshit, because then once they, they get say back that. to Terry that. Terry Richardson says that shit. <sighs> and then, like, once, it's, it's like, working. literally, like, flabbergasted. Like, why yeah. I... Anyway, um, but, yeah. so, yeah, so she, and... But then we find out that he has actually touched a minor, be- mm-hmm. like, had sex with a minor before. Well, and... let's call it what it is. He raped a minor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, no. Not he that, raped a... It's just, I, it's, that's been everywhere lately. Like, these... They had sex with minors. Like, no, they fucking raped children. Like, yeah. call it what it fucking is. Groomed it's like, and yes. then raped. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's what we have to yeah. call. We have to call it what it it's is. It's aggressive. Sure. It sucks. But it's 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 fighting back against this bullshit of like softening the tone around these things. Of like, no, 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 no. They raped children. They did not right. have sex with a minor. Sex is consensual. Rape is not. Minors can't consent. Here we go. There. That is the law. <laughs> Here it is. It's typed out for you. Please read and pass it along. I said philosophy so for ten years, which I haven't mentioned on the podcast yet because I hate to bring it up, but. That is, yeah. Like, if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna use ethics for anything, it's like that's what that is. Hey, hey, we can use categories to describe things. That's the category of bad thing. Go. Yeah, and I should also like point out, like, yes, we are making jokes and everything, but like, I am so viscerally uncomfortable by this whole like, not just by the movie, but the actual uh, act of pedophilia because Mm -hmm. it's like the lowest of the like that's like the ninth like circle of hell that you should like you should go there right in satan's butthole immediately like right now yes um so yeah this movie is not funny but i know we're joking to keep ourselves sane yeah yeah we're yes it's it's there's a lot of things that deal with heavy subjects and yeah we have dealt with a few different heavy ones on this on this podcast before. Last week we did, or I guess two weeks ago we did Rosemary's Baby and talked about the child rapist monster. Yep. I'm not going to say his name. You know who it is, the director of, of Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Like we talked about ra- marital rape in that episode. Like there, there's, uh, we talked about fucking uh, serial killers of women because they're women. Right. Like it's it's something that comes up and it's an, an unfortunate thing about this genre mm-hmm. is the perception is the requirement that to talk about it, you have to talk about really dark things. Yeah. And things that border on the genre and this is you know it's it, it's it's unfortunately something that is always going to come up. Talking about like the the weirdness and let the right one in with yeah. between Ely and uh Oscar yeah. of her being like perceptibly 12 years old but very much not and like, like what kind of yeah not. she's 100 years old at least like what does that bring up and like so yeah it's there's there's always gonna be troubling subject matter which is why i love the genre but also why i have a very hard time talking about it in normal circumstances and why we do a podcast out of my room instead of talking to people on the street about it oh wait you didn't want to <clears> do this like in a loud cafe and like talk about like pedophiles yeah oh i thought that's yeah we can go to the chip cup 
Oh, cool. Also, one one more like one more thing about the cafe scene because that like is because it is the opening scene. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Wilson, not just Ellen Page, which like as a young woman, I would understand depending on your environmental circumstances, not right. realizing that this is a crime, that this is yeah. not okay, that this mm-hmm. is not acceptable. So I'm sort of like giving her some grace on that. But when it comes to Jeff, he knows what he's doing. He knows that it's yes. a crime. He is a full, again, a fully grown man. Yes, in and his 30s, older than I currently am. Same, not us together, but yes. yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, and he is talking so loudly about oh, him teasing her and yeah. her how sexy she is and like in so many ways and like all these like sexual windows mm-hmm. and it is so again why isn't anyone in the cafe saying anything not a goddamn like, word and i know that that's to like propel the plot but yes. it's also like what the actual hell is happening it's almost as if being complicit makes you a monster too I mean, hello? <laughs> like, um, we'll get that into that later in the plot. But, like, uh-huh. yeah, it, like, doesn't matter. If you are complicit, like, you are almost yeah. as equally, like, part of the crime. Um, so, yeah. okay, so she drugs him. She He wakes up. He's in a chair. And Haley is like, oh, just kidding. I'm not an innocent little teenage girl. I'm here to fucking kill you. Yeah, and he thinks, he keeps being like, this is a joke. This is a teenage joke. Blah, blah. She's yeah. like, it is not a joke. And she says something like, Hold on, I have to bring it up because this line is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's, she says something along the lines of, just because a girl can pretend to be a woman doesn't mean that she's ready to do what a woman does. Yep. And I like, <laughs> again, was watching it at home last night. I was like, yes, 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 yep. 1000%. Um, But anyway, so then he realizes that's not a joke and she still has him tied up. There's then she says that she's like searched all over his house. She can't yeah. find anything. She can't find anything incriminating, which is very weird because she knows that he's a pedophile. She's like, yeah. you have to have a stash somewhere. Finally, she finds him what I like to call the hidey hole mm-hmm. um, in his like, I don't know, rock garden. And yeah. his how pretentious in his like, no offense, but like, come on. Um, in his living room, mm-hmm. he finds, she finds it. And at this point he's like, She's found his gun and she's left it on the bed. And there's a scene where he like flips over in the chair, which is actually pretty cool. Um, (laughs) It's a little James Bondy, yeah. To be honest. Um, Like hand side, like flips over, gets up. There's more of a struggle. So then she finally is trying to open the safe. Mm -hmm. He, she's like toying with him with all these questions. And then earlier in the movie, we see her flip over a picture of like his first true love, the young girl who he raped. Yeah. Um, and she's like, oh, 319. Oh, is that is that the day that you guys like made love or what? Or she says make yeah. like, which is, that's not what happened. No, no, but no. But regardless. But yeah. um, I think there's reasons why she's saying things the way she does. It does seem really calculated, but also moments where she's done, but we can also get into that. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's like the entire, in the, fir- the first two acts of the movie, mm-hmm. he is saying, how he's a good guy and he does all these things. He's a conservation conservationalist yeah. and um, all these things. She's like, "Wow!" And you also like love like little girls. Like, yes. wow, you're such a great guy, which is so true. Like, so many of these terrible, terrible th- people think that they can just outdo the bad things. Yeah, and I do believe in redemption, but like, you can't keep doing the bad things. Yeah, and do the good things, and like that that doesn't equal. 
So yeah, so she finds his hidey hole, right? Yeah, with all um, of, all the secrets. <laughs> right. So he's got a gun in there. He's or she's found his she's found his gun. He's look he's trying to get the gun. Mm-hmm. There's a safe there. Yeah, so she. So yeah, she found the photos of Donna Maurer, who's been missing. Mm-hmm. The combination is actually like his ex, I don't know, groomed young woman, right. girl. Um, she's not even a woman. I keep saying yeah. young woman, and she's not. A woman. Yeah, because we want to be respectful, but it's also true that she's yeah. not a woman. Yeah, no, she's not. Um, <laughs> this isn't a Britney Spears situation. This is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and it's actually her birthday, which we find out is three nineteen eighty nine. So right. that means that when the movie was filmed that she was 17 yes well when it was released that her character is like 16 17 yeah which means that what i'm sort of juicing from that is either he that they just ended things recently yes and or it was going on way before she was 14 oh yeah because he does say like she was young and I was young and I learned everything that I know like through her, which mm-hmm. is such a like ugh. predatory thing to ugh. say. Ugh. And just the, that sound is the sound of this movie. It's, ugh. <gasps> like just again, like just like turtle cringe like the mm-hmm. entire time. So finds his high hole, um, and he like tries to attack her and then she knocks him out again. Yeah, right? uses the plastic bag to like or plastic wrap and just like yes. that's such a great shot. Oh, there's like the plastic wrap across his face and he's just like <gasps> It's try, great. Yeah. It's oh, beautiful. it's so good, so tense. Um and so then he wakes up and he's tied to this like steel like surgical table. Yeah, it's like I mean it's it's obviously either his like island or his dining room table yeah, or something. But it looks surgical as hell. It does. It totally does. And uh, Which is great because she's about to do surgery on him. Yeah. So she <laughs> tells him that he has ice on his genitals, mm-hmm. and she tells him that she's going to castrate him. And you know there was there's a lot of like disbelief of that yeah. actually happening. And then he tells a story about. I think in a way to get her to be He's to more like, sympathetic. He's yeah. trying to get out of it, obviously. Yeah. But we learn more about his backstory, and there's a story about when he was 10, and one of his, like, his four-year-old cousin was mm-hmm. jumping on him naked, and that's when, like, his pedophilic, like, yeah. tendencies started. It's so, not my fault. Yeah, and they have this whole conversation about nature versus nurture. Yes. Um, because he tells Haley that she's insane, and... She talks about her mom, and he's like, oh, she must be, ins-, you know, obviously she's insane, too. And she's like, well, that's what they say. It's it's always nature versus nurture, which I yeah. think is a very interesting thing that we'll get on later. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and she convinces him that she has castrated him. Yes. And she literally plays with his, test- his quote-unquote testicles. In a bag, yeah. In a bag, and is like, oh, well, should we throw them outside? And it's like, just so... Yeah, she just haunts him with this, like, bloody bag. And it's, like, not clear if it's his or not. Like, I remember watching it going, she hasn't done it. She hasn't done it because they look too big. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's prop. Mm -hmm. And, like, they just were like, oh, this will show better on film if they're larger. Yeah. But they look the wrong size. I know that we don't really need to get into that, but it looks the wrong size. They look like there's something wrong with him. Yes. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hon. Like. Oh, sweetie, you, you need, need to, to get that so, checked out. You need to go to so many doctors <laughs> so all for that them. and especially your brain. <laughs> all of the doctors. <laughs> um, yeah, and so she throws them in the garbage disposal and, like, quote-unquote chops them up. She yeah, cut, was, cuts it on and, like, oh, God, that scene, like, ugh. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, mainly in the movie is, ugh, and ugh. Like, those are the sounds. Um, uh, I can't. Um, so There's a lot of, like, crossed legs. As the owner of a, of, of a pair of my own, 
Uh, I it was definitely like a very like, deep, deep crossed leg moment of just like no, 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 no. He deserves this, but no, 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 no. Oh God, he's the worst. Oh no, no, please, no, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like the secondhand viscerality to it. That's just woof. Yeah, I mean, same with me. Whenever I watch a movie that has to do with anything with like mutilating women, I'm like, no. Yep. 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 No. Anyway, which unfortunately is a lot in horror. It's a lot but, of them. Um, it's too many, we might say. We should say maybe no more. Um, <laughs> please take a hiatus. <laughs> please stop. Thank you. Um, so she says she's going to go take a shower. He f- gets himself free. He literally like dislocates like his thumb because you can yeah, hear he, it. Yeah, he like breaks his hand. His, and yeah. did you notice how his hands are literally bright like deep purple yeah deep purple um but <laughs> that's because they actually physically tied up patrick wilson so tightly oh really that the, i thought it was makeup oh no it's his hands like those Jesus. are his real ass hands like all right stanley kubrick oh, so, god method um <laughs> fuck method <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get into my feud with daniel day lewis another day <laughs> so uh and he gets out he looks down and he realizes that he's still fully intact that she hasn't yeah. actually castrated him that it was all just a mind game right and he is about to call 911 yes does not call 911 because right. he then wants to in fact in he then wants to enact his own revenge on her. Right. Yeah, it's his turnaround revenge, yeah. Because he grabs a scalpel, and we all know mm-hmm. what's going to happen. And then she comes back around, knocks him out again. Again, that's like a reoccurring theme constantly. Yeah, she has like, like a taser or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he comes into the bathroom, and he falls in the shower. She pushes him in the shower and then tases him. Oof. Like, tases the crap out of him. Oh, which, yeah. if you, like, tasers don't know from personal experience but one can imagine hurt enough already and then with the added effect of electricity going through water that is literally yeah. all over your body so it's not concentrating in just one area it is everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. i've seen someone how... get tased and it's awful like on the low setting i've seen someone get tased and it's nightmarish you see these like youtubers that are like i'm gonna tase me it's not funny don't tase people yeah <laughs> grow up and stop tasing people maybe cops shouldn't have any kind of gun including stun guns that is a take, not a hot one. But that is a take for <laughs> it's pretty sure. Pretty tepid. <laughs> I think it. I think it is a take that a lot of people make. Anyway, so she once again knocks him out. She calls his ex uh, Janelle, pretending because, to be a cop. Yeah, because, and, and invites her over. And from what we understand, she's less than an hour away, mm-hmm. living. And she ties him up. Mm-hmm. She gets him on a chair, standing up. Which girl is strong? Yeah. Multiple times, I am just so impressed by her strength. <laughs> She's just like taking, half his size, and it's just like... If if that, and yeah. is like taking down a full, again, full-grown man. A full-grown Patrick Wilson, too, who's not a small man at no. all. Like, I've seen Ellen Page in person, and she is tiny. She's a, she's a sweet baby angel. Yeah. But yeah, so ties him up, has a noose around his neck, mm-hmm. wakes him up, and he starts screaming... Then, our favorite cameo happens. The only cameo, <laughs> but our favorite. <laughs> so by default. Um, Sandra Oh, uh, mm-hmm. her character, Judy Takuti, by the way. Oh, is that, oh that's right. <laughs> she's like, just let him know. Judy Takuti, stop by. It's like, yeah, because she's like selling Girl Scout cookies for her daughter or something like that. Dropping them off, yeah. Dropping, yeah, 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 yeah. he's already bought them, which... As a so form- creepy. Such a good beat. It's like a little heavy-handed, but it's a, the heavy hand that I like. And as a former Girl Scout... They the policy of collecting money. You get it when you when they order the cookies. Yeah. From what I remember, you don't get it when you're delivering them. Oh, okay. So, so uh, plot hole. Plot 
hole. Or they at least did not lack do their research. research. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is English, so like yeah. the director is English, so And they only they had less than a million dollars in budget for this movie, so Yeah, which is very impressive. They apparently filmed all the outside shots on like a cameraman's roof. Oh. And one of the neighbors thought that there was actually something serious going oh. on and almost called the cops and was like, wait, but then you just kept repeating the same line over and over and over again. Then I realized it must be a movie and then I came over and checked it out. It's like, thank you so much for, do- well, and I don't know, hindsight is always 2020. So yeah, she comes but- by to drop off the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah. And um, she obviously knows that something weird is going on right. um, because Ellen Page answers the door. It's um, yeah. Patrick Wilson. And... She's like, oh, Such you're his niece? Moment. What were you doing? Because early in the movie, she sees her on her on Patrick Wilson's... Ellen... Ellen Page Sandra on. Oh sees Ellen Page on Patrick Wilson's roof. Yes. I can't just keep saying she and yeah. think that everyone knows, knows what I'm talking about because <laughs> that, unfortunately, is something that constantly gets me into hot water Y'all. in my day-to-day life. And so she sends Judy Katuti away. I think that's what her name is. And uh, goes back in... Patrick Wilson's like, oh, she made you. you really a leak on the roof. That's what you had, blah, blah, So then he starts, you know, and this entire time they're both playing mind games with each other, right? Yeah. Like, so she, I honestly, so he had, still has the noose around his neck. Yes. And I, but she I, gets him up to the roof. She yeah, like so lures he him gets down there. from yeah. that. They do a nice little like cat and mouse thing in the yeah. house, which is really cool. Yes. And then finally she gets him up on the roof. Yep. And she lets him know that um, she's called Janelle, like, mm-hmm. and then she makes him an offer. She says, "If you kill yourself," and she said this previously when, yeah, she like when she had the bet. noose around yeah. his neck earlier. She's like, "If you kill yourself, I will get rid of all the evidence. I yeah. will burn everything. I will make sure that no one ever knows that you were a bad person." Um, Magnets and hammers to hard drives. Yeah, all yeah. the all all the things. But you have to make the dis. I'm not going to kill you because then you get off easy. You have yeah. to kill yourself. He's like sobbing and saying that he's he didn't do anything. He didn't kill Donna, who is the woman who earlier in the movie in the coffee shop. I don't think we even talked about this. Mm-hmm. Like first scene, we see a very distinct like pan to this missing girl poster, yeah. which again leads you into thinking that Alan Page is the one who's going to die. Um, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: it's not. <laughs> yeah, and he's pleading with her, and you know, just saying like, "Shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, just shoot me," and um. You know, and, and he, he goes, I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. It was Aaron. It was your, my, I watched a guy do it, but I didn't do it. About this, this killed this girl, Donna. Yeah. And she's, and she, he's like, I'll tell you his name. I'll tell you his name. And then Ellen Page is like, oh, I already know. Aaron told me that right before he killed himself that you killed Donna. That you did everything to Donna. Yeah. That you did everything to Donna. So it just goes back into the complacency like thing. Do you? It doesn't matter which one of them did it. The right. fact that they were both there. Well, and the answer is that they both did, right? Right. Like that's the, they, they both uh, played equal I'm gonna, parts. I'm going to not go in. Yeah. 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 Well, we Oof. don't have to go into the specifics, but as yeah. far as the actual murder goes, they mm-hmm. both had a hand in it, right? Exactly. So um, she, he, you know, he is completely defeated. And he, yeah. you know, and then this is the third act. And he actually says earlier, like, Thank you, Haley. Thank you for showing me who I actually am. And he's finally accepting that he is a criminal yeah. and a rapist of girls and a monster. A monster. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then she and then he puts the noose around his neck because he realizes mm-hmm. that there's nothing left and that Janelle is literally at his house right now. They can hear her calling for him. Yeah. 
and he runs off it off the roof. Yeah. And hangs, you know, and is about to hang himself. And as soon as he takes off, maybe a second later, Ellen Page also runs after him. Yeah. And it's just the best ending because she because she just says, I, I promise I won't I won't tell anybody. I won't yeah. let anyone know about this. Um, hang no. yourself. You're off the hook. Yeah. And then he as he's dying mm-hmm. which we do not see which i do appreciate yes um, it's a violent death yeah very violent and she just leans over the side of the roof and says or not mm-hmm. and then grabs all of her stuff runs into the woods and puts on her little like little red riding hood like yep the red hoodie hoodie yeah. and that's it. that's it yeah justice was served yeah yeah so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah? I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, it's Judy Takuda. Takuda, yeah. Apologies, Sam. Judy Takuda. Deeply apologize. So, yeah, that's that's hard candy. Um, <sighs> Truly hard candy. Yeah. <laughs> what a great title for the film. Oh, yeah. So Because it plays on, like, hard pill to swallow, but candy luring children. See, okay. Yeah, there's so that, many levels. But I also wanted, I wanted to talk to you about that because I also think it's, like, a sucker is a hard candy and that's a very phallic thing and that's a thing that is over sexualized yeah it is especially with children and like just women in general you know and so and also he's a sucker because he falls for the boy it's there's a lot of things yeah there's a lot there's a lot of levels to this and it's questionable how many they thought of it's probably several Mm -hmm. honestly we may be thinking more into it than they are but uh because it's i don't it's a title that sounds very pleased with itself yeah, I mean it's it's a great title it for is. sure. Why don't we widen out a little bit now? Yeah. Um, let's kind of talk about let's do the like what what you think horror is mm-hmm. thing. Um, so you are a huge fan of horror movies as well. I love um, it is in fact like part of the foundation of our relationship. Yeah. Is that like <laughs> after you and I met, we were like, oh, you love horror? You love horror? Fuck yeah, we're babes for life. <laughs> We would just we would just geek out. Like, oh, have you annoying all of our friends at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> just yelling about so movies. annoying. Where, uh, if you can't tell from the podcast, loud. Apologies. Um, I will apologize for nothing. That is not my brand. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. So yeah, give me kind of your background with horror, I guess. Um, yeah, because we've done it with everybody and like Matt and Joseph, not much of one. Nicole, in and out. Me, kind of the same. Loved uh-huh. it as a kid, hated it as a teenager, loved it as an adult. Uh-huh. So like. So I, so for me, I remember watching like sci-fi movies, which we've discussed before. Some of them can technically be horror yeah. films. Not all yeah, of them are. Yeah, we've talked about Alien a lot on this podcast. Yeah, but even like Jurassic Park is a little horror movie esque. Creature feature, maybe slightly. I'd say if it's anything, it's a creature feature, which can qualify as horror. But I would put it more in like an action creature feature. So it's more mm-hmm. ninety-seven Godzilla, not fifty. 58 Godzilla uh, whatever original Gojira was and I'm such a fucking bad film nerd for not knowing when that was um, well, I've seen it so many times but I think that counts as a horror movie if you look at it in the context of the time 97 Godzilla never does and I think Jurassic Park doesn't I think it plays on horror elements like it uses them to its totally. advantage like no. the, the, the Velociraptors are full on a, a horror beat but nothing else in the movie is and so it doesn't end up landing like we're not going to do the movie on the podcast because it's pretty like up and down easy and yeah yeah so but i mean i i grew up watching through my 
dad mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember the first time I saw Jurassic Park, the first, obviously, the OG, um, was, I had to be like four or five or something. That's young for that movie, too. Yeah, I was not supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I definitely had that but with my cousin, were, one of my yeah, cousin's houses, yeah. I think it was on, I don't know, whatever. But um, if I recall correctly, my mother was not pleased that I had watched it. But um, <laughs> yeah, and so I sort of grew up, like, my dad's a really big action fan. My mom, sure. yeah, my, my mom likes, you know, she likes movies, but it's mainly, like, main, a lot of mainstream things. Sure. But, um, so I temple sort of stuff, yeah. Yeah, so I started with sci-fi action, that sort of stuff, which, mm-hmm. as we just discussed, can lead to hormones. So I think the first like horror film I saw was maybe Dead Silence, which came out when we were in a high school. Yeah, that was. And yeah. if I recall correctly, that was like the first one that I really, really. No, that's a lie. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it was the Boogeyman. The Boogeyman that came out in like 2004. Oh, wow. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. During the really schlocky times of horror. Yeah, yeah. I was like, eh. But I remember seeing it and it like gave me such a... And so then I started actually pursuing it. But of course, I'm still like a, a young wee lass. So I can't really... don't have that much choice. But I really dived into it. Um, or I really dove into it when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I... Not a gory horror type of person. Sure. I'm not into torture porn, which I think is why this movie is okay with me because it alludes to quote unquote torture porn, but you never so actually yeah, see anything. I, I have a whole thing about that we'll talk about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you never actually see it. Um, but yeah, like movies like Saw, like not into that. I like the, right. like the psychological aspect, um, which is why I think I like this movie so much because they are constantly playing with one another. Um, and yeah, I mean, I... Love any TV show that's paranormal based. I am just such a junkie, and I also really love true crime, which also alludes to some of the most horrible acts right. that people can do to one another. And that's what and it brings I, it home in a lot of ways too. Yeah, and I think it. I, and that's. I was thinking about this when you asked me to do this. Like, yeah, what my des- de- definition of a horror film is. Yeah. And for me, it's honestly anything that is truly horrifying that stays with you. And I know that Matt said something similar that's just, like, visceral in your body. Um, You know, and, like, yes, of course, jump scares are there, but um, not really, like, I don't know. Yeah, um, so let's dive into that a little bit because that's... That's interesting because everybody wants to, we always, we've talked about horrifying mm-hmm. versus horror on this a lot. And mm-hmm. like I said, like this is a big discussion that I am in online a lot of times mm-hmm. with uh, the no sleep community uh, is I what, no it's a lot of fun. That's reason, it's a good community and it's part of why I like writing there. In fact, we have a story dropping, I guess, dropped a week ago from this, po- when this podcast is coming out that is from one of my favorite authors from there. Oh. So horrifying is a hard thing to unpack, though, because this, like, this is something that comes in. So there was kind of an overhaul in that community. And I know this sounds like a tangent, but I'll, I'm going to bring it back around. Sure. So the horrifying versus horror thing is something that came across, it, it comes up a lot in that community because people want to write things that are horrifying but don't necessarily count as horror. And that is part of what, you know, what we're doing here mm-hmm. on this podcast and what a lot of people are doing in the community is trying to figure out where that line is. And we always are. Like, everybody's trying to figure out where that line is. I mean, there's a reason that we came up for a different name for a certain genre of horror after Saw. 
and we started calling it torture porn mm-hmm. because it wasn't horror. It was this like pornographic view of torture. Which it's like say, sensationalized like, view of doing like the worst things you can do to another human being. Right. And letting that play with those emotions. But is that horror? Uh, what does that tell us about society? So like that's that's a lot of it. So like horror, its roots is all about like, I mean, like there's a lot of different discussion about that and it varies from society to society, but it gets at the things that scare us as humans and as a member of a specific culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it's why horror stories vary from culture to culture is because they're speaking to some, and like a lot of them do come from like a moralistic sense uh, with like an everyman sort of thing, but there's also like you look at Frankenstein is the horrors of what the industrial and or industrial revolution and in science can do to the human soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr- uh, Dracula is about how Jews are terrible. <laughs> oh. No, it's uh, that's, that's a hot take. No, it's I, I, and I, again, I say that as a Jewish person, like, which yeah. uh, according to Trump is now a nationality. That's super dope. I'm not American anymore. Um, <laughs> So don't use his name. It gives him more power. <laughs> <laughs> is he like, like, it's like, like all Tinker over the country. I... It's like, and he like swoles <laughs> like a larger, maybe like... he'll pop. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, it'll be like the blob. Oh God. Like, uh, like... I was thinking this idea that he's fucking Tinkerbell. And if I just tell him that I don't believe in him, he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it out, guys. We saved ourselves. 2020 oh, doesn't have to happen. <laughs> Jeez Louise, no. What you can do is you can go get registered and then you can go vote. Please so, go vote. Please vote, please. I'm begging so, you. Yes, we all are. This is not a political podcast, but good God, please go vote. It's not just about you anymore. It's about the rest of us, okay? Um, so, yeah. horrifying versus horror. Trump is horrifying. Sorry. TR, TR star MP is... TR star MP. Is horrifying. Yeah. wouldn't consider him horror, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's, it is that coming apart. Like, I don't think the true crime counts as horror. No, uh, no, no, Like, no. the movie Zodiac, which I love, and is the only, oh, only Fincher so movie I like. Good. I think it's the only Fincher movie I like. Um, it's so good. It's really good. It's way too fucking long, but it's really fucking good. Because the case is still unsolved, Topher. No, we figured it out. Ted Cruz. <laughs> he did it. <laughs> also, probably shouldn't say his name either. <laughs> he has no power. He can never have power again. God bless him. Yeah, so horrifying versus horror. So the reason we talk about torture porn as like a sort of separate genre, like it does get, I think it gets lumped in with horror because it's adjacent, but it's not the same thing. Well, and I it, think I would rule out most torture porn as horror movies because it doesn't play on horror. It plays on a gut react it plays on a gut visceral reaction there are things that cross the genre mm-hmm. uh but this is not but like like i don't think that saw is one of them i don't think that hostile is one of them no. like uh they they toy with the line but they never actually cross into horror in my mind I, uh, I, for a lot I of reasons but what i'm getting at with all of this is that when we talk about horrifying, it's really hard to pull that apart. So, like, one of the big things on No Sleep was about, like, oh, okay, well, everybody wants to write these things. Like, people were writing, like, uh, from the perspective of serial killers and writing from the perspective of, like, child rapists and shit like that. Because it's all in Ew. first person. And it was to point out how horrifying those people are. But does that count as horror? Usually not. I've mentioned the movie Maniac on here before, uh, oh, the 2013 yeah. remake, which yeah. is absolutely amazing. So good. So good. Elijah Wood is fantastic in that. I love him. He's so creepy. Another national that. treasure. Yes. Uh, but he, that counts as horror. Why? Because we're feeling the horror and the tension of him mm-hmm. as the serial killer. And it's a, it's a thing that like I think it doesn't work in writing, but mm-hmm. it works in film. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and you feel terror for his victim because you don't know how it's going to go. Whereas we talked about with America, like I talked about in the American Psycho Psycho episode, I still don't think American Psycho is a horror movie. Uh, yeah. I think it's gray, but I don't think that it is. I think it's playing with the tropes, but isn't actually one. And the reason why is because you don't actually really... There's nothing in the movie to make you really root against Patrick Bateman. Right. You know he's a terrible person from the beginning. Literally. And so there's the nothing, like, there's no tension to it. Yeah. And that's what I mean by... that's. I think that's really where horrifying and horror come apart. Like, doing this for the past few months, I think tension has so much to do with it. And I think a lot of people want to point to horrifying. And I'm not saying you're wrong. Like, no. I'm asking you a question to find out what you think sure. about it. Because I want to have these discussions and so I can, I and I can be wrong about this yeah 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 and, I, and I, I'm just pushing you towards a little more specificity I, I guess. I, as you're you're not having the benefit of being the first one on sure. <laughs> you're the fourth one on and so it's like oh yeah. okay no I'm gonna start pressing people more no and I, I honestly think that like me and Matt have like very similar like outlooks like it's Def. things that things that stay with you things that honestly make you terrified yeah of whatever it is so you know even Feeling though shook. It, to the core mm-hmm. like even Though this movie doesn't have a ton of blood. No. It is so... For the subject matter, it is fairly bloodless. And even though you don't see any actual crimes being taken against minors... Yes. And even though you don't see uh, Patrick Wilson hang himself... Right. There are all... You know, there you see just enough to mm-hmm. where you can get the idea, which is, again, what I appreciate about what David Slade did, is that yeah. we see it enough. We get yeah. it. We understand what it is. Like, in... I sort of wish more directors would do that, but um, I think what Heather's is, is bloodier than this movie. What Heather's is bloodier than this movie. Yeah, yeah. Jawbreaker is bloodier than this. Movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> legit. <laughs> um, corpse in the car, anybody? Um, but uh, yeah, so and I think it has to be something that you were actually terrified of. So after I saw this movie for the first time. I immediately, like, didn't want to be on the internet anymore. Like, right. I did not want to speak to anybody. I And again, I'm, like, an 18-year-old person at that point. Right. I, you know, and I was so freaked out that, mm-hmm. you know, luckily by then, you know, only the only people I spoke to online were people who I actually knew. Yes. But even now that, like, re-watching this as an almost 30-year-old lady, mm-hmm. I... um. I'm now also super, like, nervous about people who message me on Instagram who I don't right. really know. And it's... Folks sliding into DMs and shit like that. Yeah, just very, you know, that sort of stuff, which is, it's it's an aware... Now it's an awareness for me, but back yeah. then it was a visceral gut, like, terrified reaction. Well, and I think that that's, I think that's a, that's a better, like, we're going to, I want to press into that a little bit. So yeah. it is, it's terror with effect, mm-hmm. then, is what you're getting at. Like, mm-hmm. it has a lasting effect. So, like... I had, uh, I, I think that, that I think that's a great, like, version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Not to, that's not to, to be clear, that's not to reflexively compliment myself <laughs> about like, pinpointing. I'm just trying to help. Yeah, no, guide absolutely. it along. Um, but like, what you're, if, I, if I'm right about what you're saying, I think that's really good mm-hmm. as far as like pushing us along in this discussion, mm-hmm. uh, because terror with a lasting effect is different than horrifying and viscerality. Yeah. Because I have watched, you know, really campy, gory films, which I really like. I love a really good campy gore film. Um, there's uh, City of the Dead, uh, which is part of the Gates of Hell series. Mm-hmm. And there's this ridiculous scene. It's a zombie movie from mm-hmm. the early 80s, a series of them. And there's the this this really ridiculous scene where this guy thinks his girlfriend is okay 
and they're like they're like hooking up and then it turns out she's a zombie and she like rips his guts out but it's like cake it's literally cake <laughs> but God. it looks so squishy and gross that like it like I've got a little herky but I saw it I was uh, I watched it in the theaters I, it, not when it came out obviously I wasn't born but um, there was a zombie film fest about 10 11 years ago down at Museum of uh, Art and Design and mm-hmm. off of Columbus Circle mm-hmm. and uh, I went to a few of those after you know get off work and go to those and uh, it was really fun really hokey very stupid it was in the middle of the like it was like at the height of like the zombie uh zeitgeist or whatever yeah that big moment that we all had with zombies oh yeah that happened like when the walking dead was really well walking dead and zombieland and all you know all these like very big cult followings yeah and it kind of started with like dawn of the dead and uh and 28 days later in 2004 Mm -hmm. and that the dawn of the dead remake and 28 days later in 2004 and then you had Shaun of the dead that year as well too Mm -hmm. or the next year's 405 and then you started building 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 and all of a sudden we just had zombie movies left and fucking right so many zombie movies. So many of them, um, but it was it was anyway. So that's that's all aside to say like oh yeah this is like that's I love that kind of campy gore like I watched it and I was like ugh but I was also like this is fun. Well, it's just like Shaun of, and like yeah Shaun of the Dead is technically a zombie movie and a, and and a fairly gory one at times too it, yeah it, absolutely and so you would think it has all it checks all the boxes for a horror film that is not a horror film it is a delightful comedy it's a romp. <laughs> it's a rompy comedy. I, I that that's one that I do eventually want to talk about on here, uh, but I want to get much more of a robust definition before we get there, yeah. because I feel like we would rule it out right now, but uh-huh. might include it later, and I don't want to have to reassess it. <laughs> I'm still gonna stand by my hot take. Go for it's it. Not a horror film. I, um, I I don't know where I said. I say right now. I would say it's a delightful. Uh, romp with horror elements that's playing with tropes, but mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want to, I, that I would want to stick by that hard. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. there's the, this is all all to say like I do love camp and gore, and I I've enjoyed gore in non campy settings too. Mm-hmm. Like um, we've talked about, uh, we've sung a lot of praises for the 2013 Evil Dead, mm. uh, and the gore in that movie is dear God good. It is And not aggressive. for laughs. There's not a single laugh about the gore in there. It is not funny. They are not Watching doing Jane it. Levy fucking rip her own arm off is just <sighs> goddamn wild. It hits me every... I got way too stoned one time when I watched it and didn't realize I was holding my breath. And almost passed out. <laughs> oh my god, it's over. <laughs> I've done that before in movies. I have this weird thing where I'll get like really tense and I won't realize that I'm really tense. Or like I'll feel the tension, but I won't realize I'm not breathing. And then my vi- like um, it was weird. It happened during the the 2013 14 carry with Chloe Grace Moretz and Julianne Ooh, Moore. Oh yeah. Uh, and I was again. It happens when I'm stoned. Great remake. Like it's every single time I do this, I'm stoned, and mm-hmm. it's why I don't get stoned to watch movies. <laughs> don't do so drugs. people love it. I just nearly die. Don't do um, drugs, kids. Not <laughs> <laughs> don't do drugs, Topher. <laughs> kids can do drugs. That's fine. <laughs> All of the babies. Um, yeah, no, I... That's the official stance of this podcast. Eat it, Nicole. Not for me. <laughs> I'm still with you, Nicole. Um, yeah, no, I... Uh, yeah, I mean, like... Yeah, like, so for... I had a similar reaction during the third... Second episode of Game of Thrones' last season. During yeah. The, where I literally could not breathe. And it, I was terrified. But it... Yeah. But 
that's uh, it's not horror. Like, yeah, and that's and it's why we do this. And I know that we bring this up every single time that we have these like weird moments of like, oh, is this horror? No, it's not. And here's the time I was and giving those examples of you were terrified, but it doesn't count. Yeah, and it's also like the cli- you know the social climate changes too, right? Which yeah. I think is also a huge effect in mm-hmm. what is popular in horror. People's idea of what is horrifying, what is terrifying, what is going to yeah. scare you. Um, and that's why I'm trying to do this because I think that we can get to something that's a little more timeless. Mm-hmm. Because we can talk about all the effects and all the different tropes and things like that. Like you, like we've said, there was this. A, a lot of us who are our age, you know, these like middle aged, not middle aged, but in the middle age range of millennials, or mm-hmm. uh, those of us born in the late '80s and early '90s, like mm-hmm. that '80s '88 to '92 era, we were all in high school when the biggest like and that's when most people watch a lot of their horror mm-hmm. i've talked to lots of people like oh yeah i saw a lot of horror in high school but i don't watch it anymore mm-hmm. which is wild to me because you did the wrong thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you should have missed it then like i did and come yeah. back because <laughs> it's really fucking good now the genre is so rich right now i think i had like a was... gradual like increase and yeah, now it's just yeah. at like the most ca- it's a cute high Hitler shit. <laughs> It's a, uh, it's like at a peak capacity now for me. Yeah, and like I don't think I could watch. I mean, I could watch more horror than I do. I have friends who watch more horror than I do, but I, I, I watch a fuck ton of it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think that there's, I think a lot of us got turned off by it, or think that horror is only a certain thing, mm-hmm. because we were when we were in the, the market for it. Like that's who it's marketed Formative towards. Years. Well, and yeah. horror is at least for a very very long time has been marketed towards. Teens. Oh yeah. High schoolers. Oh yeah. Because it's all about like it. It mostly takes place with our age range. Uh, it's either like our age or just above because we like oh the cool kids are doing these and like that's the whole point of is like the, it's all that marketing right. Mm-hmm. Um, and teens are the teens are risky and stupid and yada yada yada. We've now moved past that, which I think is really interesting to watch a lot of mm-hmm. adult horror. Yes. Um, I'm trying to. Th- I'm hard pressed to think of a of a like robust movie or fran- horror franchise that's involved teens in the last few years uh, I would say what uh, Happy Death Day but that's college and which I'm going to count as teens just for the purposes of it because what they're 2021 20, and yeah, you're a teenager at 21 but I mean if you're thinking about like high schoolers at Lover's Lane and then yeah. you know you get the hook hand and the whole urban mm-hmm. legend thing which I think is so many of those types of movies are based yeah. off of those old school urban legends that we mm-hmm. all heard growing up. You know, the babysitter with the with the phone call and that sort of yeah. I honestly can't think of something that involves like a teenager in the mm-hmm. last or a bunch of teenagers at yeah. least in the last few I mean on No, I, I, I really can't because yeah, sure, happy death day, sure, but but they're still adults. Yeah. Like they still they still have it has, it has that, it has that te- well, it has that teen horror movie vibe to it, mm-hmm. which is why I bring it up. Like, Cabin in the Woods, I would also say, is like a teen horror movie. They're so with dumb in that movie, and it's everything. I love it. It's, I love well, it. and they're supposed to, they have to be, it's, it's yeah. Um, I know, I love that it's so, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good, it's so good. It's so, good. Um, so, I would count that as a teen horror movie, and I would say that Happy Death Day counts in that, but like, I, and, oh, fuck, one of my favorites, It Follows. Yeah, so I was going to... But it follows as, doesn't follow any of those tropes. They're not idiots in that movie at all. The characters are all very smart about how they mm. handle that situation. Yeah. They just know that, like, it's made clear by the narrative that there's no way out. It's not like the teen movies that we grew up on where the, t- the kid... It, the point is that the kids are idiots. Right. And you have to accept that because kids are idiots. And it's to teach you that kids are idiots and don't do dumb shit. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the moralistic side of it, right? And right. Horror, horror often does have a moralistic side. Absolutely. It's a lot of, a lot of horror films are... You know, 
this is a terrible story and please learn from it. Like, don't do what these yeah, people it's a did. Lesson, yeah. they, they, it's a, yes, it's a, that's what I was trying to get there. It's, a, it's yeah. definitely a teaching, teaching like moment. And mm-hmm. um, I was going to say maybe like Truth or Dare with Vanessa Hutchins, yeah. but they're all in college too. So it's yeah. like if we're just talking about teenagers though. Yeah. Like high school age teenagers, not really. And yeah, and the, the few ones that I can think of, uh, what Veronica was, uh, Ouija was. Mm-hmm. But those weren't about kids making dumb decisions. Like, and that's what I'm trying to say is that like the one, only ones I can think of <clears throat> are doing something else. Mm-hmm. And I think they're made towards adults now. I don't think Veronica was made. Well, maybe maybe those two were made because they were low. They're like lower budget. They're mm-hmm. like on Netflix, which is more for teenagers and shit like that, and, and drunk adults. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that there's been a shift. Is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. And, and like, and we're talking about that, like, okay, yeah, horror changes every twenty years, probably fifteen, twenty years, as you move through generations, of what the point is. But I think that there's an underlying point, and I think we can kind of deal with that. Yes. Uh, I also wanted to bring all that up so we can kind of segue into Hard Candy because this yeah. came out in this came out in wide release in 06, was uh, released at Sundance in 05. Uh, and so, what we're looking at is, how'd oh, your baby die? Yeah, it's okay. I have it on my phone cool, cool, because cool. that's why I ask for your charger, your charger, and also your weefies. Dope. Because I knew this was gonna happen. Because <laughs> fun fact, I am a little clairvoyant, and people may think I'm crazy, but shit actually happens <laughs> all the time. Even with something as little, little as my computer dying and yeah. Whatever. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to give the context for the movie. Um, I know that all sounded like an aside, but there is a point, and the point is that yeah, I want to set us up for context of what was coming out around this time because mm-hmm. that I think is very very important for analyzing horror. Uh, I don't think it's going to make make or break whether or not this counts as a horror movie, mm-hmm. but I think it informs a lot of the discussion Absolutely. around it to put it yeah. in, to put it in a temporal context. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just sort of recap yours real quick because we've been going for a second in this section. Uh, so horror to you. You said initially horrifying, uh, something horrifying that moves into sort of like a visceral memory mm-hmm. of something. And then you kind of, we kind of discussed more. You moved into uh, a true terror to your core that has a real world effect on your life mm-hmm. in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Be um, losing sleep or yeah. taking extra precaution. It's okay. Or taking t- extra precaution. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Oh, oh they were scissors. Ooh, great for an audio medium. Scissoring. Mm. Um. So yeah, yeah. So that has some sort of real world effect, and I don't think that that necessarily even has to be the difference. I've said before that there's like I don't want us to get into what makes a good horror movie. Right. I just want to get into the bare bones of yes or no. I want to get a. I would kind of want to get as close to a one zero. As I can, right? So it's good versus bad is like everyone's own opinion, right? Yeah, and yeah, you know, and that's also not the point of this 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 bias. Right. Like that's what we do the first week of every month when we want to talk about whether or not this is a good horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's usually just a movie we want to talk about whether or not it's good. And Ari Aster. Yeah. <laughs> I am physically incapable of leaving, leaving that man alone. <laughs> He's gonna come for you one day. Come come for me, bitch! <laughs> I will punch your NYU face in the dick. And that is a hot take with Topher. 
I didn't bring it up this time. <laughs> I did on purpose. <laughs> I'm gonna have to issue an official apology to Oscar. He's gonna send you a cease and desist letters, and like... I'm gonna send him my own middle finger. <laughs> Sit on it, e boy. Um... Make better movies, and I'll leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> Can he just like talk to a woman and then we'll like? <laughs> I'm so sorry, but honestly, Midsummer was a joke. Oh God! I'm still so angry about it. I am excited to see uh, Florence's uh, Meg and Little Women though. Professional powder, Florence Pugh. Yes, <laughs> she actually got her PhD in pouting. Wow, Doctor Pout. That's the only way we can refer to her from now on, on mic and off mic forever. Nicole is sister titties. Sister <laughs> the nun. And Florence Pugh is Dr. Pout. This is going to be one hell of a team up. This is going to be. <laughs> the Horror Babe Cinematic Universe is getting weird. Ooh, very exciting. So it's like something that has into. to be like viscerally stays with you. Like that's why I love the Babadook so much. Yeah. Right? Like I still, I saw that movie two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Sometimes late at night, I still, no, shit, four years ago, four mm-hmm. and a half years ago. I still sometimes at night cannot go to sleep because I hang stuff on the back of my door. Mm -hmm. And I literally think it's the Babadook. Yeah, I will murder you. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm looking for someone to do that. I need to end this life and find a new one. (laughs) No, don't leave me. No, I mean, it's just, um, it's, yeah. So, and same with this movie. Like, it's just absolutely a telltale of let's not. Strangers on the internet. Yeah. So I think what we should do next is kind of just dive in and analyze hard candy mm-hmm. as horror using the context that we've had. So to recap yeah. for what we've had before, I'm going to start doing this every episode and I'm going to really regret this bit like 20 episodes in. Work. <laughs> but so far we have Matt with his structural analysis, mm-hmm. um, which I still really love. I think that there is, I think there's something to that that mm-hmm. keeps us out of like the good bad debate. Mm-hmm. Um, I still really like that a lot. Uh, Joseph needed the uh, societal takes, like moralism, things like that, um, and just the vibes of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nicole going in with the two categories of either camp or earth shattering. And now we've got uh, you with sort of this um, specific viscerality, um, specific type of viscerality that is, uh, has a real world effect on your, on yeah. your life and such. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So using those as context, uh, let's dive in. Mm-hmm. So I think I kind of want to state positions before we go in. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's no there's no use for surprises when it comes to this, right? Yeah. It makes for a little more thrilling audio, but it is not as good. Yeah, <laughs> It's same. cheap. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that I am questioning leading towards not. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because uh, I like to go into these things with an open mind and not be strong, uh, in my opinion, beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, which maybe is not thrilling, but it's it's my personality. I see where it sits, and I'm not I'm not strongly not at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's uh, that that was a really weird series of negatives. But you're towing the line t- more towards not 
but you just we have barely. to talk more. Yeah, sure. yeah. I want. I really want to uh, hear what you have to say on this. I mean, I'm I'm firmly set in the in the in the this yeah is, horror. is is a horror film. It should yeah. be categorized as a horror film. Okay. Uh, work, as yeah. you say. <laughs> work with an e. Um, yeah. So I guess. Do you want to tell me what you think it is? Do you want me to sort of give you my reasons why I'm a little concerned? Where, where my concerns are, to, to fully put it in the canon. I, f- I would like to hear your side first, actually. Cool. Because I'm so surprised by that, yeah. right? By that, because normally you and I sort of sit on the same yeah. side on a lot of different movies on mm-hmm. whether or not, well, whether or not we think that it's good, which is, right. you know whatever take it with a grain of salt or and whether or not it's actually a horror film or if it's something else pretending to be a horror no definitely not you and i uh do tend to fall in the same category a lot of times Mm -hmm. um this one i think is as close to i'll put it in sort of i'll I'll play with the terms of the movie and be cute about it uh it's kind of sheep in wolf's clothing or scratch that reverse it's kind of no you know i think that's what i would say it it's because the usual phrase is wolf in sheep's clothing yeah so i think it's a sheep in wolf's clothing uh, it's wearing all the dressing of a horror film, mm-hmm. and it is doing more than American Psycho did to be one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, there's versions of American Psycho that you could make that are horror films, and they just didn't make one because Mary Heron said, I didn't make a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think she was correct about that. I agree. Uh, I don't know that David Slade didn't set out to horror, make a horror Like I haven't heard him talk about this movie that much. In terms of how he thought about it, there aren't a lot of like interviews about. Yeah, what I looked he and was I was. Thinking. Yeah, I looked and he's he just seems to be fairly private about his process, which I don't love. Um, just as like a as a creator myself, I want to hear what other people were thinking about their own projects. It's fine; I will make up my own mind about it. But uh, it's it's frustrating when I can't like like there's certain directors who, and writers who just like release their scripts. So like, fuck it, here have the script. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because I can look at those as reference and be like, okay, here's what this did well. Here's what this did poorly. Like, I look, I read a lot of terrible scripts to movies I hate because I want to see where they went wrong. Right. Um, I also read a lot of great scripts from movies I love, and I've also read a lot of bad scripts from movies I love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah. good scripts from movies I hate, and yada yada yada, everything in between. Right. Yeah. Um, all that aside, I think uh, from what I can tell, it doesn't seem like he super thought this was a horror movie. I don't, I don't get that sense from him. I think he's seen several. And like seeing his other work, I can see where he has definitely learned from some of the you know, the, the masters of horror. Yeah, uh, I see whether or not they're intentional references in his work, uh, as well as Joe Willems. But I don't see the intentionality. So mm-hmm. this is why I wonder about the context of the time. I think he was using the set dressing of a lot of what the what was considered horror in two thousand six or two thousand four to five when they were filming this. I think that he was looking around himself and going, okay, well, torture porn is huge right now. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. So we're going to include that. That's yeah. a great thing to use because this is the only, I would, I would almost classify this as torture porn, which is why I think it's not a horror film. I think at the end of the day, uh, I think that's, that's probably the strongest thing I can say or the, like the, the clearest thing I can say okay. is because I think it is a, uh, in terms of the gore, a PG-13 torture porn. It's not glorifying it in the same way. Uh, yeah. It's like a it's like a take on that uh-huh. where it doesn't glorify it, so it's hard to call it torture porn, uh-huh. but just use the, the terminology, right? Yeah, right, right. Because right. um, it definitely doesn't glorify the, the 
the torture, but right. you're rooting for the torturer. Even she's absolutely a hundred percent right, mm-hmm. and Patrick Wilson is absolutely a hundred percent wrong, and then some. But you're still rooting for someone who is torturing another person. See, that's why I was saying earlier. I think that there are two villains in this movie. And I don't know that I would call Ellen Page a villain. I would call her... Vigilante? Yeah. There's literally a Batman ring in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I just... I wish somebody had recorded my face when I said it Vigilante while you were saying... And then, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm willing to say that like vigilantism is in the eye of the beholder. Sure. Uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to it. I am opposed to it because people are idiots. Mm-hmm. I'm not opposed to the morality of it. I'm opposed to the execution. Fair. So I don't think Ellen Page is wrong for being a vigilante. I am opposed to her execution. Okay. Because I don't believe in retributive justice. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's. I think that is what we're being asked to root for here, and I think that that's wrong. Again, that's not really whether or not this is a horror movie. It is beside the point. Mm-hmm. But what I think is really going on is that this is a revenge movie, uh, and it's a torture movie that just doesn't show explicitly the torture, but it shows all the effects of the torture. And I think that's where it fails to truly be horror. If we're no longer going to count torture porn as horror, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people our age and in the genre at large, uh, although the wealthiest person in the genre would definitely disagree because that's how he made all his money, and then hired Patrick Wilson for all of his movies... Uh, I want to work. <laughs> so, <laughs> please don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> I would love or maybe we'll just cut that part out. <laughs> Who knows? Please hire me. The The short version of, of what I think is that I think this is a, a take on torture porn that I really like. I find very interesting. I think it's a great movie. But if we're going to rule torture porn out of the horror genre because it doesn't meet the criteria we've set, and mm-hmm. I think it doesn't, and I think we should, I think it's maybe an arm. Of the, of the genre but I don't think it's fully within mm-hmm. if that's the case then this movie can't be either okay mm. that's kind of that's kind of the, 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 the thrust of what I have mm-hmm. kind of my thesis on that yeah so I mean I still it's hard because it's like I'm watching I'm re, we're talking about this in, a, in 13 years later yeah and I'm trying to put myself in the context of when it was released. Mm-hmm. And Roger Ebert mm-hmm. wrote a, you know, wrote a review about it and, you know, said that it was a great movie. But he was like, I don't know what type of movie it is. I think that's fair. And I would agree, but I, I think it leans more towards horror than mystery slash crime, which is yeah, just it's, such... It's a, it's a 100% oh, not that. So <laughs> offensive. Um Crimes take place in it, but crimes take place in a lot of movies, and they're not crime thrillers or mystery movies. There's, right. there's no mystery to this movie. I mean, there is. Like, when I remember when I first watched it, there was a lot more of a question about where things were going. Like, the plot was a little more obfuscated, which does come into the tie into the structural elements that Matt and I talked about mm-hmm. with Jaws. But I think that there's not. So I actually that I'll even go on on that in a little bit. But I want to get I want to hear more from you first, and I want to just like run over you. Oh, no um. Right over me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I very much think that there are two villains sure. in this movie. Yeah, um, I think that one is getting revenge, mm-hmm. but then Patrick Wilson also tries to get revenge on mm-hmm. her later. 
Um, because he, again, is he does not view himself as a villain for the first two acts of this movie. Yeah. And he truly does not think that he's doing anything wrong. I mean, he knows that technically it's wrong, but he doesn't think that the way that he treats... It's legally wrong, not morally wrong to right, him. Right, to him. He's like, it's not well, look how I him, treat yeah. these girls. Yeah. Look how good I am to yeah. them. Look how I help their careers. Like, it's look such... Look how I help the world. I mean, it's such bullshit. It's yeah. like, it's just like him earlier... Um, in the movie, not, trying to make Ellen Page feel like she's more in control, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Little does he know that he's not in control at all. Right. By asking her, like, oh, what are you eating? She's eating tiramisu. Like, yeah. if you don't know what that is, it's pretty get easy into to spot. it. It's so good. Like, please eat it. <laughs> um, and then she says ganache, which, oh, that Canadian accent is so rough during that one specific word. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, oh, what's a ganache? And when I first saw the movie, I was like, oh, he's making fun of the way that she said it. And she was like, oh, you've never had a ganache before? It's this, like, chocolate thing. I was like, oh, he's actually pretending like he doesn't. He's pretending that he doesn't know what it is. Mm. Um, And I think that the, if we're going to talk about villain victim, Mm -hmm. I think that the victims are obviously Janelle and all the other girls and Donna. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think that Ellen Page is the victim. No, she's uh, she's Very the bait. Ca- she's the bait in the trap. She has, which is like the whole poster of the movie. Yes. She's literally in a bear trap. Yes. Um, which is like such a great like fantastic. So poster. cool. That poster is brilliant. It's amazing. Um, but the red hoodie in the bear trap, it's just really solid. It's great. Um, but she has planned out everything. Mm-hmm. So. She's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Like that's, I mean, this they've. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I could find from. Uh, uh, why did I just blank on his name? The director, Slade. Uh, it's the one thing I've heard from Slade about this movie is that it is an inversion of the Red Riding Hood story. Yeah. Which is a story about pedophilia, yes. or at least has been interpreted that way a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and so, that it it really lands. Like this is, I would normally call that pretentious. Mm-hmm. It really lands in this movie. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you obviously don't really get into the very, very end because it's right. made very obvious, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, because Slade's like, just in case you didn't catch it, here it is. And I'm fine with that. But that's fine with me. At it's least a little overtelling, like, but it's fine. At least he's not like, oh, you definitely won't get this, though. Here it is, laid yeah, it doesn't out for feel, you. It doesn't feel like you're being beat over the head with it. It just feels like, yes, this is the nod. It's like, yes, I am smart. I did get that. Thank you so much <laughs> for reminding me. It's um, a nice payoff, yeah. Totally, and I, and so Robert, am I saying that? It's Robert Ebert. Roger Ebert. Yeah, I think I said Roger earlier. I'm so sorry. It is Roger. No, it's Robert. No, it's Roger. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh my God. It's Roger Ebert. All right, well, anyway. um, Ebert, uh, in his review, asked if there were two perverts in the movie. Got it. You know, and... What like there there are I personally mm-hmm. think that there are there there's Jeff who is which is going into my whole visceral horrifying terror of, like reaction so there's Jeff who is a very classic interpretation of that word and then there's Ellen Page who mm-hmm. is getting she is also getting some sort of sexual gratification from this revenge moment. Which is why I don't think she's a vigilante. I don't think vigilantes necessarily get like a 
I don't know, like a gratification from. I don't see the I don't see the sexual side for her. You don't? Not really. Oh, I do. She loves it. She loves what she's doing to him she's the entire th- time. She she. I mean, I, I, like I said, it, it might it may just be me being blind to certain things, or I'm just missing it in some way where I'm just not reading it the right way. <clears throat> and again, it may just be because you're a man and I'm a woman. And, it could be you know, that too. And, yeah. You know, we have different perspectives, and uh, I see her being happy with what she's doing, but I read it as she's very pleased with herself. Yes, but I didn't read it as sexual gratification. I read it as like this almost. unhealthy amount of happiness at the good that she believes she's doing. Does that make sense? She believes that she is so morally right and what she's doing is so right that it like gives her an undue amount of pleasure, Mm. but moral pleasure, not like like it's, it's, it's visceral, but not sexual pleasure is how I read it. It also may just be like me not wanting, not wanting to view a minor as a sexual being. Sure. And uh, that could yeah, be, and I, mean, I think that that is probably part of it. It's just like, I just absolutely don't want to do that. Uh, sure. And I'm thinking more of like Ellen Page and like her like 17 year old self where she's right. Most states are, that's the age of consent. Sure. So, you know, and yes, I, ha- I do have to constantly remind myself that like, because even though Haley is, she does, she never says that she's older than she is. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that allude to it. Mm-hmm. And so that that she like that right. she's not fourteen. Yeah. She just looks fourteen. Yeah. Um. And so we don't actually know because that answer isn't isn't given to us. It's also a really solid play on the. Uh, well, she looked like she was nineteen. Yeah. And it's a really great inversion of that. This movie's full of good inversions. Very. Yeah. I mean, it's very. I mean, I think it's really, really well written, and it's very smart in the way that it's written and mm-hmm. the dialogue and without being too full of itself. Yeah. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so I, but just like how Jeff doesn't think that he's a bad person mm-hmm. and that, you know, that he knows that what he's doing is wrong, but the way that he's doing it is in a quote unquote right way. Yeah. I think that Ellen Page's character is also doing the same thing. Sure. She knows that technically what she's doing is illegal, but like what she literally says, what's the most I'm going to get? Like a 30 days in juvie. Mm-hmm. Like, Every every woman who's ever been catcalled, every woman who has been molested, yeah. will give me five bucks and I'll be able to get off scot free. Yeah, she's like you on the other hand, and it's just that it's that whole back and forth debate of like, what is worse, like, like, and I think that they're equal. Like I, I like murder. Don't <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not like equal equal, but they're both terrible. Like murder, pedophilia, both terrible. She doesn't murder him. She coerces him into killing himself. She is. She is like so good at manipulating him. But she does manipulate him, and I think that that there is. She's not. I'm not saying she's morally good for the way she goes about this, but I feel like there is some sort of just. I think she's justified in a certain sense. Yeah. Um, because as we've seen recently, as we were talking about earlier, there is there are no consequences for these men. Mm Mm-hmm. And the only time that they have consequences is uh, to the loss, uh, to the like detriment, or at the the expense of their their victims or the survivors. Uh, Epstein got to hang himself in a cell. Well, and they literally speak about the director that we will not name mm-hmm. um, in 
this movie, they're like, oh, well, he just won an Oscar. Like, yeah. this will not this ruin your yeah, career. This came right after the fucking Roman play. Uh, yeah. Right after the pianist mm-hmm. won yeah. an Oscar. Yeah, so... This was hot on the tail of that. Yes. So, and I think it, I think it's definitely, like, part of the times, right? And especially now where, the you know, now women are speaking up of experiences they've had in their mm-hmm. past, you know, myself included, and... Um, the Me Too movement and, mm-hmm. you know, Time's Up and everything. And it's, um, I think if it came out now, it would, people would absolutely view her as a 1,000%. Like, Complete and in the, in the right. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, the time. In the context, yeah. It was and ahead the, of its time, yeah. Sure. Like, it definitely, absolutely was. And I'm... And there's a moral wrong here. I will agree with that. I think she is not morally correct. Yeah. I, I, I do want to be very, very clear about that, that I don't agree with her tactics. And I think that, yes, torturing someone is absolutely 100% wrong in all cases whatsoever. Literally pretending to castrate a man. Yes. Which is, I go back and forth on whether or not it is uh, very original or very unoriginal. <laughs> like, <laughs> chopping off a gas balls. Like, yeah, I feel like we've all been there. It's the threat we all hear, right? Mm. And, like, castration has been a uh, historically... Castration has historically been a punishment for sex crimes, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, I don't believe in retributive justice, but I understand the reasons for it. Absolutely. Uh, and this is one of those. This is that's where that's the trouble I have with my feelings about this film is like, is she a hero? Is she a villain? Is she somewhere in between? I think you're right that she's bordering on villain. Mm-hmm. I'm also just I, I'm trying to break my structural brain here right totally. and be like okay well she's the protagonist mm-hmm. she can't be the villain because protagonists can't be villains by definition yada 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 like that's why we have antiheroes and she's not an antihero but she's close but like and all that shit right this yeah. is the the dumb shit that goes through my head of like mm-hmm. the thousands and thousands of fucking hours i've spent studying this uh this medium <laughs> well and fucking and ethics and all the things and movies and, and movies yeah. yeah so <clears throat> I think yeah. So, but I, I, I can. I'll let the two villain thing rock because I'm not. I don't have a good enough argument against it, and I think you're probably more right than you are wrong on that. Yeah, and I think that. I mean, you know me very well, but obviously, I can ramble, and sometimes it's hard for me to like fully sure. come into a thought. But yeah, yeah, yeah. my visceral gut reaction, if yeah. that's what I'm gonna base horror off of, mm-hmm. is she is also a a villain. Like right. they are both villains. Yeah. Um. And so that's, I mean, I definitely think that it's a, that's why I think it's a horror. I mean, they're, and it's, like, would you personally, would you say that I Spit on Your Grave is a horror film? Which one? The original or the remake or both? Either. Just the story as the overarching Because it It sort of reminds me of this movie in the revenge yeah, so I so here's here's how I'll I'll break it down. I spit on your grave is a horror film. Uh, Kill Bill is not. Yes. Similar stories. Yes. Mm, completely different genre. Yes. And I think it's in how it's so it so a lot of it does come down to the technical for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that while the plots are fairly similar, and I'm not saying that anybody was ripping anybody off or whatever, uh, but I'm saying that. This idea of woman is raped, woman takes revenge on those who raped her and those who were complicit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's a that's a story that we've had for for centuries, mm-hmm. 
that in itself is not the, that. So we can't, it can't just be the writing, right? Like the story is not a horror story. It's how the story is told that turns it. And that's what I mean by the, like the technical aspects, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because Kill Bill is shot like an action movie. It's an action movie. Yeah. Uh, there are no, there's, there's exactly one horror element in both of those films. And it's in the prelude to the fight between the bride and Vivica A. Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, between Uma and Vivica A. Fox. That's the only time we get anything close to a horror movie in that. Yeah. Uh, despite it having way more gore than I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Which is saying something. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very much saying something. But seeing Lucy Liu's brain, I think, already pushes it over the edge and all the limbs and the, the pulls of blood. Anyway, so... Yeah, it's one of those things where like, gore can't make a horror movie because Tarantino's full of gore and not, he has never made a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, Saving Private Ryan has more gore than most horror movies. Yeah. Any, mm-hmm. like, war Yeah, war movie, films in general, yeah. You know, you... Uh, oh, glo- we were glory with Glory with Matthew Broderick. And has, Freeman, yeah. Is so gory. Yeah. So Especially gory. for the time period. There was not a lot of gore coming out at that time. Late 90s? Like, no. Uh, no, it was late 80s, early 90s. No. Glory? Yeah. 89. I wasn't born then. But anyway. I remember watching it in like the late 90s. So there <laughs> yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there was that. Uh, and like, and yeah, like We Were Soldiers, the Vietnam movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whew, scene that has never left me since I saw that 15 mm-hmm. years ago. Guy's legs coming off after he's been hit by napalm. Like the skin of his legs coming off after he's been hit by napalm. So yeah, Gore doesn't, <gasps> Gore doesn't make a horror movie. Right. Uh, but storytelling, I think, does, and this is why this is this is why I, I keep coming back to that structural analysis that Matt and I went over. I just can't get past it because of that, right? Mm-hmm. With that 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 exact question is if, is Kill Bill or a, a horror movie? No, is I spend a year in a horror movie? Yes, mm-hmm. because it's the way those mo- stories are told. I spend your grave is told like a slasher movie, even though your protagonist is a slasher. It gives you that fear and that viscerality where I think American Psycho doesn't. Like I think American Psycho is too boring. And is intentionally too boring. I do not like that movie. I don't love it. I'm not a fan. The violence against women just, just like not okay with me. And <sighs> also like Christian Bale is like a very talented actor, but also way too good at playing a psychopath. Like, yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> psychopath or sociopath? Both. Um, not clear. In the book, he he has some sort of schizoaffective thing going on. And that becomes sort of clear in the movie, too, at the end when mm-hmm. he's, like, having hallucinations and things like that. Right. Um, so I would say probably psychopath, but I'm not a licensed doctor person of brains. Therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. I like doctor <laughs> person of brains more. I'm smart. Um, <laughs> so We're very yeah, smart over here. Uh, what I think it comes down to, yeah, is the storytelling. And I think it does come down to these structural elements because... There has to be something unifying that we're all grabbing onto, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe not. And maybe there is nothing. And, and my colleagues who disagree with me about how the world works uh, will be right and I'll be wrong. And that would be annoying, but it would be okay. Uh, but I think we there has to be something that, we, you, that everybody is grabbing onto when we say that's a horror movie, that's not, right? Yeah. Because it is this very, very murky genre mm-hmm. that does shift so much. Action doesn't shift that much. Mystery doesn't shift that much. No. Cop 
and crime dramas don't shift that much. Like no. the, the the family dramas never shift in the dynamic. It's literally exactly. the exact same over and over and over again. Yeah. And yet still very entertaining. And they win the Oscars every year, and that's a debatable award. Anyway, so the what 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 I want to get down to is like <clears throat> there's two genres that change so much that people have a well, no, actually, scratch that. Because comedy never... The like, comedy changes all the time, but we always know what comedy is. Right. There are a few things that people quibble over on whether or not something's a comedy, but broadly speaking, horror is the hardest one to define. Because it can be so broad. Because- and I think that's fine. I think it should be broad, and I think we should have a lot of things... Un- and that's fine. It can be good. Like I think we should have a broadness to the genre. I think, like I've said, the the phrase "big tent" over and over on this on yeah. this podcast. I want it to be that. I want us to have a lot of different things that we call horror. Yeah. Because it is so culturally specific that, like, I've watched South Korean horror movies that definitely don't qualify as an American horror movie, but I would hundred percent call them a horror movie. So, like, there's this this one South Korean horror, uh, South Korean film that I really love that came out a few years ago uh, that the name's escaped me of right now because I'm an idiot. But I'll post it in the footnotes or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but like it's called something, or sorry, the the genre is called like a like a ghost story or something like that. But it's not supposed to be scary. It's like this is absolutely a horror film, but it's just it's really just a drama about the Sino-Japanese War and the occupation of Korea uh, by yeah. Japan. Uh, but it definitely reads as a horror movie in certain ways, even though that's a cross cultural thing. And like I, the, you have to like read into why it was considered a horror movie in South Korea and not in America. But that's cool. I want that to be the case. Like, I want it to have that sort of breadth mm-hmm. because it would be rude and who would get to pick? Like, who mm-hmm. gets to say, like, no, we're horror. Right. It's like, I don't we're want... The, we're the defining culture for horror. I don't only just want, like, spooky, ooky boys, like, yeah. horror movies. And I don't want just people being in, you know, like people being locked up in a cage as a yeah. horror film. And I don't... I love that it's so... Large. And it can't it, just be Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne investigating things. Like, that can't be the only version. But, like, can't it, though? <laughs> They're not good, though. What They're about very the Conjuring, boring. though? Thoughts very and opinions? Boring. Very boring. <laughs> so boring. I can't stand that movie. Um, uh, it's boring, uh, boring, 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 boring. It's my review of that movie. It's so fucking boring. I'm sorry, what's your review? Boring. <laughs> Um, I actually really enjoy the Conjuring films. I find them well, except for the Nun. That I could take. It's or leave. The, the, my big problem with that is it's, it's a train of jump scares. All of those movies are a train of jump scares. That's what that's what I Nicole like and I call what, haunted house movies. I was gonna say that's what I feel like all like ghost movies. No, haunted not, house. not at all. Not at all. Um, haunted. Okay, great haunting movies. Uh, uh, Amityville Horror. Not a single fucking jump scare. Which one? The original. No one is ever going to, on this podcast, talk about Ryan Reynolds in the 2005 Amityville Horror. Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he's really hot, and it's a fucking shitty movie. He's delightful. <laughs> he's an American treasure. Another one. He's a Canadian three. treasure. <laughs> he's from works Vancouver. in America. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I think, uh, let's see. The Exorcist is a possession movie, not a haunted house movie, so I'll take that one off. Uh, the Orphanage. The Orphanage. A couple of jump scares, but not a not a ride. Like so, when I say haunted house, right? Look, what I mean is like your local, 
pops up at Halloween haunted house. You go through a series of rooms and there's a jump scare in each room and maybe there's not one in this room so you feel the one in the next room more. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. There's a laid out path. You know exactly where it's going. It doesn't feel like it when you're in there but as soon as you're out of it you look down at it you go that's a haunted house. There were jump scares here, 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 and here and nothing happened in between. That's my big issue with those movies. I think that they are they are horror movies and I will include them in the tent and they can sit over at the nerd table. The cool kids are over here <laughs> hanging out with Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he got him. money for Golden Globes. He sure did. Deserves awesome. every single one of them. <clears throat> love love his work. I'm yeah. so excited. And that he's, he's someone who's playing a lot with the with the horror genre too. Not a lot of blood in his films. Like, There's a little bit. Yeah, like us can be like sci-fi but uh, very much a horror film. Yeah. Very much. Get Out is more like technically a horror film yeah because it has a lot of the same like tropes but it's like a you know what you think a quote-unquote horror film should be whatever and but it's like done in such a way that it's new and fresh and exciting and there's nothing paranormal about it there's no real jump scares in it there's no ghosts there's no vampires there's no uh haunting there's there's none of that the haunting is the things going on yeah that's what haunts us we are haunted not the movie right I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that can play in, in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's why this movie is, because we're speaking about Jordan Peele, maybe mm-hmm. because this is why I think this movie is still in the camp, is in the camp of horror, because yeah. it has a lot of similar tropes. Sure, there's like torture, psychological, and yeah. physical, but we don't see it on screen, which... I really appreciate and mm-hmm. no, I, I I I will compliment every last technical aspect of this movie. I just think it fails on the structural side to become a horror movie. In two thousand six, I would have agreed with you absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like if you and me sat down, people we are exactly right now, jump back fourteen years and mm-hmm. sit down and ask if this is a horror movie with all the information that I have now, I'd be like, absolutely, it is. I just don't think it is in twenty nineteen. Hmm. I still disagree with you. That's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> I so I mean Joseph was ready to fucking fight me after the American Psycho episode. (laughs) I mean it's I mean again because it has stayed with me for so long. Like me personally, and again that's what I love about the genre is that like something that completely stays with you will not stay with me, and vice versa. I mean even though usually again usually we're in the same camp about Mm -hmm. things. In this case, we're not, and that's fine. But um, and that's what I think is so great about the genre in general, right? Yeah. But this, and again, maybe it's because of my gender, like mm-hmm. thinking of this happening to 14-year-old me. Definitely. Or being Donna, like is yeah. so incredibly upsetting and terrifying because Definitely. it happens to young girls every single day. Yeah. And it happens to women my age all the time yes. getting catfished and yes. on you know whatever I mean not saying that this was a quote unquote catfish but it was sort of alluding to yeah 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 it plays with those tropes yeah it was on it was on like the way to catfish town mm-hmm. but didn't quite like make it there but yeah um well, I guess Ellen Page catfished Patrick Wilson into thinking that whatever ish, I'm not, ish, I, ish yeah 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 I yeah. think like I said we can we can we can say it plays with the tropes and we can leave it sure yeah. but um. Yeah, I mean, it's... 
Yeah, I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about this, because it, it, yeah. this movie specifically, because it is so hard, and because either I talk to people and they're like, I know, it's a thriller, and I'm like, but thrillers are also horror films. Yeah, well, and they, they are and they aren't, and it kind of depends, and I think that's what a lot of these, the, a lot of the movies that we're going to be talking about are considered thrillers, mm-hmm. um, and occasionally dark comedies, but like, I think there's a lot of movies in here that that that'll, that we have talked about and we will talk about. That are just going to be, they're going to be in that quote unquote thriller category. And I don't know what the fuck a thriller is. I don't think it's, th- like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. I think it's a thriller, thrilling. I think a thriller is like a movie that. <laughs> they don't know what else to call it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, they're like, I mean, I'm scared, but I'm also like, I don't think it's a horror film, so we're just going to throw it into the genre. Yeah, it's. It's it's a nonsense. It's it has been a nonsense genre for like forty years. I think it's something that used to exist and doesn't anymore. It's just like horror. Like there is not really a. It's tight. It's tense, and that's about it. It's tight. It's tense, and there's not a lot of gore. I think it's what they end up like. That ends up being the thriller thing. But I can also get that in an action film. Yes, like Red Eye. I love that movie. Not a horror movie. Directed by Wes Craven, and written. I think. Uh, it's. I think that is a thriller. That is one of the few movies I would call like a true, honest to God thriller. But it's because Wes Craven's a fucking student yeah. of the genre of like yeah. of 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 the medium, yeah. and it's like, oh, I'm gonna make this thing. They're right. Like, yeah, from horror master Wes Craven. And he's like, yeah, but this isn't a horror movie. Right. Scream's a horror movie. You can watch that if you want to watch a horror mm-hmm. movie. This is not a horror movie. This is just like a thing directed by a guy who did a bunch of horror, but it's not a horror movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that was sort of his take on it. Like when I remember when it came out because it came out like uh, the year before this. Oh wow. And yeah. Um, and I love that movie, and it's super tense, and it's super thrilling, and it's very much like, and you're freaked out the whole time, and I think it hits certain of the structural elements that we've talked about, and it hits certain, like, that movie stuck with me in a certain way. Like, there's visceral things that that movie that have stuck with me. Sure. Uh, it's another, like, terrifying man versus woman, woman succeeds sort of movie. Yeah. Uh, it's very tight. It's very well done. It's not wide range. Like, there's, I've got a lot of praises to sing for that movie. It was very underrated at the time. Now I want to go rewatch it. I haven't watched it in it's years. Solid. It's solid. It's a tight 90 minutes too Cillian I fucking Murphy. love a 90 minute movie Cillian Murphy BB this yeah. one was only like a hour and 45 minutes it's not Is even I, uh, yeah 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 it's like 104 it's like a 104 yeah. yeah but that's including of course like credits, credits and everything, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no it's pretty it's a pretty tight movie as well um, but it's not I don't know that I don't know what it is because I don't think it's do you think it's because it's filmed in broad daylight no because red eye is as well um, and there's there's plenty of horror movies filmed in broad daylight too. Like Sleepaway Camp is almost entirely in broad daylight. I love that movie. Yeah, we've got an episode coming out about it. It's, we're sitting on it right now. <laughs> we recorded it months ago. We haven't dropped it. Cannot wait. Um, uh, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, we had a long discussion about that. That's why we haven't dropped it. Is it horror or not? Or is it? No, it's it's a main. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, no. Like there's there's plenty of horror movies that are fil- that are filmed in broad daylight. Like horror doesn't have to happen in the dark, and I love directors that recognize that. Half of Get Out's in the daylight. Half of Us is in the daylight. Not yeah. half, but like a, a decent portion of Us is uh, in the daylight. Like yeah, I guess a quarter. Like the third act. Yeah. The entire third act's in the daylight. Yeah, that is. Uh, mm, no. Yes. Not the entire time. Oh, when they go underground. Yeah. But there's a good portion of the third act that's in broad daylight, and a good portion of the first act that's in broad daylight. We can fight. <laughs> we gotta Please don't. fight later. No. We gotta fight. But to to sort of keep us from meandering, because um, we're getting we're we're on the long side here. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's that's fine. Like this like, this is always supposed to be a conversation. It goes as long as it goes. Yeah. Um. And I know that you're gonna cut out a lot of like 
That's fine. Yeah, and that's again. That's why we record. That's why we record, and that's why we have a uh, editing software. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. So it th- th- what it comes down to, yeah. I th- uh, but I also I think just the like the calculation on Ellen Page's part, um, yeah, and the and the attention to detail mm-hmm. and being able to mastermind this mm-hmm. whole situation because. She knew that he was going to find out that he didn't actually. She didn't actually cut off his balls, right? Well, like, if he had not escaped, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have. His hands were tied back. He was never going to. Right, but then how was she going to kill him? Because she wanted him to. She wanted him to kill himself. There is that, but I think in that. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. So, but that's my thing is that like she calculated out and really thought about every little thing that could potentially go wrong. Yeah. And that. She and she says she's like I told you four out of five doctors think I'm insane and I'm like I don't know if that's a joke or if that's that's real. one of the things in this movie that I'm just like Ugh, I didn't really <laughs> I need roll. that it's a like the line worked then but now I think about it and like I saw that in one of the clips I was watching last night I was like Ugh, don't don't play with the manic pixie dream girl trope right now that's not necessary that's that's defeating your message no I think it's not defeating your message it's just it's just like going in a direction that's muddy I think it's also because like we've as a society become so like come so far as far as people who are quote unquote crazy or quote unquote Oh, the discussion on mental health is so much... It's it's not good, but it's better than it was. Significantly better. Significantly better than 13 years ago when this came out. And and that's why I think that we don't see like horror films that are based around like the crazed guy that like got out of the mental hospital. Yeah, we don't see the escapee thing anymore. You can't lump people who have all people who have one mental disorder as one type of thing. And also, they never represent the mental disorders, right? No, they don't. They absolutely do not. <laughs> Me and so like, many friends have seen our diagnoses, and they're like, well, that's not what I've ever experienced. <laughs> oh, whenever I see someone on TV that's like, I have anxiety, they are absolutely like incapacitated. And yeah. I deal with like chronic anxiety on a daily yeah. basis. But... like, <laughs> Someone's I'm, like, he had hallucinations, and it made him go crazy and kill everybody. He's like, I've had hallucinations... I spent a year and a half thinking I had a fucking demon living in my house. No, and we've that talked I knew about wasn't that. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. yeah so, so dumb. Bipolar is so, a big one too. Yeah, bipolar disorders, just and border personality disorders in also every single genre. That's not just horror. That's every genre. Everybody wants to use it. Everybody does. Yeah. I mean, it, because it's I guess it's quote unquote easy, but it's just like so dumb. I think euphoria, euphoria does a. I think that Euphoria, the TV show, makes mm-hmm. a really great case of uh, showing a young person with bipolar disorder yeah. um, in a way that doesn't villainize her. No, it looks you know like because I mean? it looks like bipolar disorder. Because, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, it wasn't so a doctor but like brain saying that she's true. quote unquote insane or quote unquote yeah. crazy, like I, I don't think that she's. Uh, a psychopath no. by any means. I just think that she is incredibly fed up. And I with and I think that she wants to uh, I think that she likes being a vigilante, but yeah. she's going about it and the she gets too much satisfaction out of it. Yeah. And again, I don't want to say like sexual satisfaction anymore because we just discussed how she's yeah. technically playing a minor. But right. um Yeah, so that's why I'm in the camp, but yeah. I could also be persuaded into not, but I've just been in this camp for so long that it would right. take a really good argument for me to get out of said camp of horror movie. Yeah. And and like I said, I think that the where I just end up falling is 13 years ago, 
definitely yeah. today no and that's and that's the best i can do like it's i that's why i'm that's why i feel like i'm on the border where i'm like oh yes or no i'm like no i'm definitively no now like after mm-hmm. the conversation especially i'm just like nope it's not a horror movie it it does a lot like, and we could dive into more about how it acts like one and mm-hmm. then like a lot of it does come from like i said a lot of it comes from the technical aspects just not in the structural aspects mm-hmm. um even though i do fear for her life sometimes there is obfuscation uh it's i have a really hard time it, it takes a lot for the protagonist to be the person murdering and it still be a horror a horror movie does that make sense yeah but there's, there's, there's like there's so it's such a nuanced way of doing it um, like I have a story that I really want to do and I think it's a horror story but it's it is definitely that your protagonist is a serial killer uh, and it's tough like this is there's a reason why I haven't produced it yet mm-hmm. because it's just it's such a tight way of doing things like it's so nuanced yeah and all the moves you have to make and I think this one just doesn't quite make all of them and I think it doesn't do it on purpose like I'm, not, I'm just not sure Slade wanted to make a horror movie I think if he had it would have been and like unquestionably so, I think there's w- things he could have done here that really, really like push it in that way. Mm-hmm. But I think he can't do it without over vilifying Ellen Page, because your your monster. I think he's already done that. Maybe. Like through the writing, I really. Yeah. Do. It's tough. Like I don't know. Like I, said, I mean, and, and, it's, and it's, it, 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 and that's exactly why we have these conversations. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> There's no denying that Patrick Wilson is an actual monster, but... In the movie. I have no opinion on him as a person. No, no. (laughs) Him in real life, I hear he's delightful, great to work with. Cool. Good to hear. Proud of him. Very handsome, still. So handsome. (laughs) Jeff Culver. No, not Jeff Culver. Patrick Wilson is sexy. I do not find Jeff Culver. No, no, no. I was saying Jeff Culver is a monster. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so Jeff Culver is this. (laughs) Thank you. Movies aren't real. Oh, my God. I'm not listening. Um, Because I'm just talking over you. I'm so sorry. Why should today be different? (laughs) That's our whole dynamic. I love it. It's cute. Yeah, so Jeff Culver, the character, is a monster. And I think that Haley Stark or whatever her name is, because right. we actually find yeah. out later. No, because we find oh, out later right, 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 may not yeah. actually be Yeah, Haley, that's right, that's right, that's right. Is also a monster, but in a different way. Yeah. So, I mean... A well-intentioned monster? A monster with with better ideals than the other monster? Yeah. This is, they can't be equal. Like, that's just not the case. No, they definitely aren't. I mean, they're not equal, but I think that they are both villains. No, they both fall into the villain camp, Sure. But they're yeah. not, yeah, they, they just can't be the case that, like, she's as bad as he is because she didn't rape any children. That's fair. Or torture any children. She tortured a torturer. Yeah. It's not good. It's very, definitely bad. It's just less bad. Yeah. And, I mean, again, it just goes into, like, all those really hard trials of, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I killed them because they did this. And it's, like. Yeah. Like, and that's something. Well, it's just not my place to tell that person no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I'm still in the camp, but, like, I get what you're saying where you don't think that it is one, but, I don't know, I think I would need to do, again, I just think I would really need someone to give me a really good reason. Yeah. And, like, really break it down for me. Sure. Um, Maybe we'll do a part two to this episode, who knows? 
<laughs> we'll I revisit can't in a couple watch months. it again. <laughs> I'm not asking you to. I, I'll do I the, I'll do watch the watching this time. For another ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so in ten years, when this podcast is still running, we'll revisit. Oh my god, yes! No, um, I'll be approaching my fortieth birthday. It'll be great. Um, love that gift to me. <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I think that the lighting is great. The cinematography is great. I think they yeah. do a lot of horror, quote-unquote, tropes and set the stage via that way. But I guess if you're saying structurally, writing-wise, maybe yeah. not so much. And I could see and then there's arguments for it in the in the cinematography, in the just, yeah, all of the different technical aspects, including the writing. There's bits, but I just I think it's not strong enough as a horror movie in the writing. And I think that's on purpose. I think the direction is just, I just don't feel, I never got the sense that he wanted it to be one. And that does do a lot. Well, we don't know. Well, he's we don't know because he's, he's private about it. <laughs> he's very private and we appreciate that. Yeah. Well, um, I think that kind of wraps us up. Um, <laughs> this was fun. This was a very nice time. I really appreciate you having me on. And um, I like that we got to talk about like a bunch of other movies too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so that we didn't just have to talk about pedophiles the entire time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I... Uh, I think you are I think this podcast is like really cool because you guys are doing a lot of different styles and different um, hot takes if you will (laughs) and uh, yeah and I just really appreciate you and Nicole being my friends and um, having me on so thanks so much it's fun to have you on been dying to Mm. we'll do Babadook at some point I have to get a third microphone I love the Babadook. (laughs) You and Nicole are gonna fight. (laughs) Yes, I want to fight with Nicole. Also, did you like how I did the Babadook in my prerogative? Because I did not mean to do that, but yeah, Britney Spears is always in the back of my brain. She clutches us all within her tiny handbags. I love her so much. She's so beautiful. (laughs) All right, babes, you know where to find us. Uh, We are at Horror Babes Pod on Twitter, at Horror Babes Podcast on Instagram. We have a website where you can find all of our episodes and occasional little blog posts from us. We are going to be off for the last week of December. We're not going to be doing a bonus episode. Nicole and I are both going to be out of town ahead of that and just have a lot of projects coming up. Uh, so we decided to take a little time for ourselves. We will be off the last week of December. We'll see you the first week of January. Love you all. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye.